Oh, there's never anything on this time of night. You didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunn. My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. <laughs> hey, it's Road Animal. <laughs> Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of bada-bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, stay tuned or you will feel bang. I am the genius of the glory and renowned Lanny Thomas. What's up, all you stars and stars? This is Marianne. This is Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011. On SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be ya. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three-time, three-time, three-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. With the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog. Got his own microphone, Tony. Larry, Mike. And JJ. All caps. Sexy. Stay thirsty, my friends. And the winner of the People's Choice Award is... Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. Well, well, well. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I, of course, am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy. And I got to be honest, I'm tired. <laughs> I've had a long day. I'm going to have a long day tomorrow. I'm worn out. But we do have a lot to cover, and I don't want to waste too much time. We're going to be talking News of the Week, sponsored, of course, by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. We're going to go over the Slammy Awards, and hopefully Trey can help me out with that because I missed about, oh, I don't know, three-quarters of Raw tonight. 
Um, we're also going to be taking your phone calls later on in the program and, of course, your emails to WNLshow at yahoo.com. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the phone lines, he is the host and founder of Wrestling News Live. Give it up for the dog. Guess who's back? You didn't know? Dog was back on TV tonight. I was happy. That was pretty cool. I, uh, like my partner, I'm pretty damn exhausted myself. Has been a long day. Uh, matter of fact, it's been such a long day that I fell asleep during the main event of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I did. I dozed off. And, uh, Woke up and was like, oh, Buddy the Elf. I must have missed the end of Raw. So, at least if you saw that part, I can probably get us through the the earlier part of Raw if you can get us through that. I I can get us through that because we saw saw somebody come back. And it's a little strange, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, I can definitely cover that if you can cover everything else. Because I I have no idea who won any slam me except, you know, Bar Superstar of the Year. And, you know, that's pretty much it. But, you know. I didn't see that one, so. Okay, well, see, I, I got you covered there. But I tell you what, before we break into the Raw talk, I, I do want to get to some news of the week. But uh, before we get into that, man, what what's going on with you, man? I haven't talked to you in, like, I don't know, a week. Yeah, I know you're a busy guy. I know. I mean, you're you're Mr. In Demand. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm telling you. I, 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 uh, there's I not got enough a funny to go story, around. though. There's, there's really not enough for me to go around. Everybody seems to need me for something. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I got a funny story, though. Oh, yeah, what you got? I'm at work playing uh, WWE 12. It's like, I don't know, 4 o'clock in the morning. I was working the overnight. And Horseman, Canadian Horseman and I are playing each other. And he says, man, I'm tired. He's like, I, I think I'm going to go to bed. And I was like, oh, don't be a puss. Stay up and play. And he said, oh, all right, so... We get into a match, and we do the Royal Rumble, and it sucks. I mean, the Royal Rumble online sucks ass. I don't know why they make it so hard, but it's nothing like the one you play on Storyline. Nothing like it. If you haven't tried it, try it. You'll find out why. It is nothing like the normal version of the the Royal Rumble. Plus, you start out number one or number two automatically, depending on if you're playing with somebody. There is no random fucking draft order, which sucks. You'd think by now they could have that fixed. Anyway. Maybe next year. So we're sitting there, and, and, and I, I don't know what was going on exactly at the time. I slept a little bit since then, but I hear Horseman. He's got his laptop next to him while he's playing on well, the, the Xbox. And he's going through, and you know how you'll watch a video, and it happens to everybody. You'll watch a video, and while that video is playing, there are like ten different videos on the right that you can choose from. Right. 
And he's watching the video, and he's going down the list and reading these topics. He's like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. He's like, I can't wait for this to get on Xbox. Yeah, and I said, yeah, you can surely get lost quickly, spending a lot of, wasting a lot of time on YouTube. And he scrolls down, he goes, ooh, uh, something to do with a ghost inside of a DX promo or something. Yeah, I go, what? He goes, yeah, something about a ghost. And I said, okay, we'll click it. And so he clicks it. And he starts watching it. And I hear him go, no, 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 no. And I go, what? <laughs> and he goes, I won't repeat exactly what he said, but it, it was pretty funny. But he, he said something about, no, uh, I'm not going to get scared by no stupid-ass ghost video. <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, it's a DX promo. And then it says, did you see it? If not, stare at Triple H. He goes, I know. He goes, I, he goes, I got it on pause. He goes, I know it's going to be one of those goddamn videos where if you stare at it, this fucking scary face is going to pop up. It's going to scare the shit out of me. Okay. I said, no, you don't know that. He goes, no, no. That's what's going to happen. I know it. I said, well, how could it scare you? If you know it's coming, how can it scare you? Oh, I just know it. I, I just know it's going to happen. That doesn't make any sense, but go ahead. So I hear him go, <sighs> all right. And so he clicks the button, and I can hear in the background, they slow it down, and it goes, <laughs> and this ghost comes on and goes, <laughs> and I hear him go, Ah, no! <laughs> start <laughs> it's like a little kid with that fucking... And the clown pops out of the box. <laughs> he said, Ah, no! I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Back. He goes back, and I'm laughing still. And because I'm laughing, he starts laughing. And then I start laughing harder because he's laughing. And we sat there and laughed until I had fucking tears in my eyes. And he was like, I'm fucking wide awake now. So he starts watching ghost videos and scaring himself every time. It was like a little retard kid. Ah! And then he goes, Oh. And then he shut the box and go. <laughs> he kept watching all these different videos and going, Ooh, that was good. That was scary. I was like, oh my God. I laughed so hard I never lost my voice. God damn, that was good stuff. Just just hearing him scare himself. <laughs> but his initial reaction, though. God, if I had it on microphone, I'd be a millionaire. To hear him say, oh, nope, 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 no, 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 no. I'm not watching this shit. I'm not watching any more of this. Why? Because I know that there's going to be a ghost pop out of this video. It's a scary shit out of me. I know it. No, 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 no. Nope, no, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And he was telling me that there's this one video that he watched that damn near made him piss himself. And it was Jingle Bells backwards. Okay. 
and apparently it goes jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride the one horse open sleigh. Hey, did you hear it? Well, let us play it backwards. Listen close. And it goes. And this fucking scary evil face pops up on the screen. Wow. It says it scared him so bad he almost pissed himself. So if you want to scare yourself, go look up Jingle Bells backwards. Will do. I mean, that's not all I did this week, but that was one of the highlights, I have to admit. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds pretty fun, I guess. I don't have anything that exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Do I? Um, yeah, didn't you, uh, get something spilt in your mixer board or something? Oh, yes, yes. Well, that wasn't exciting. That was anger. <laughs> that really pissed me off. I had to go out and spend uh, 120 bucks on a brand new fucking mixer. It's the same one that I had before, mind you. You know, I got the same model, but right. I was a little perturbed. You, had, you, did, you did have to get a brand new one? I did. And, it, you know, here's the thing. I came home, well, I guess it was Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, and, um, I guess it was Tuesday because I was getting ready to archive WNL. <clears throat> and I come down here, and for some reason, I can hear a hum going off. So I turn the mixer on um. and figure out what the hell's going on. I thought I was invaded by ghosts or something. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I'm sitting there playing with the audio on it. I got, like, no audio coming through, like, if I'm putting a video through from Facebook or anything. Nothing's happening. It's all staticky and shit, and I'm turning it all the way up and getting nothing out of it. Well, then, I, you know, I kind of reached down up underneath it and felt something wet. So I pick up the mixer. So you thought your mixer board pissed itself? Uh, yeah, exactly. I pick up the mixer, and, like, what I have it sitting on top of is all wet. It's just soaked. And so I lose it. I just, I fucking lost it. Notice that I had a drink in here in the studio that I guess got spilled on it and then finally found out from Lexi that she was over here and accidentally knocked the water into the mixer but didn't tell anybody about it could have probably been fixed had somebody said something because then it wouldn't have saturated in the mixer board all day so yeah I was not very happy yeah, you, can take it, you can probably take it apart real quick and dry it off exactly so I was not very happy so little does Lexi know that for Christmas I'm going to wrap up the old mixer board and that's what she's getting bah humbug I mean, she'll have other stuff, too, but, you know, Merry Christmas. Give her that first and scare the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what I do. So, yeah, I, I was not very happy, man. You know, I mean, Christmas time, I had to fucking fork off money to get a new goddamn mixer. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty pissed off. Yeah, not as much fun as my ghost stories, but, yeah. I read that, and I thought, oh, man, because I know you. And I was like, I bet he's pissed off. Oh, I was inconsolable for at least, you know, a good portion of the day. I was I was angry. Fought with Harmony. It was, I was just not a happy camper. Well, yeah, because when you get mad at the kids, then you're the bad guy. Exactly. Which puts her in the role of the good guy automatically. There is no, there is no dual bad guy. It's, it's either one or the other. Well, and this happened under now, Harmony. She gets pissed off at the kids. She's the bad guy, and you're the good guy. No, no, I'm always the bad guy. Let's 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 make no illusions about it. I am hundred well, percent. I mean, nine times out of ten, I am the bad guy. But this happened under Harmony's watch, so you you know take that how you will. All right, 
I see. I smell what you're cooking. And I, I just, I know that you're marking up the wrong tree. Yeah. I'm not even married. And I know you're marking up the wrong tree. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. $120 later, I have a new mixer. Which is good Yay. news for everybody else because that means I can do shows now. Yay. Had an interesting uh, Sunday night. Uh, found out we weren't doing an SNS radio show that morning, so I thought, well, okay. Yeah, I found that out too through Rick that morning. I uh, I, uh, I, I knew I that. Guess I knew Shark wasn't going to go, but yeah. I thought we were going to try to pull it off without him. That's what I thought too. And then Rick informed me that uh, he wouldn't be ready to go, so it was like, okay, cool. I canceled plans, and I was like, well, shit, I guess I'll just watch the pay-per-view like everybody else, jump in the chat room, and the next thing I know, I'm on the air being interviewed by the power Andy Knowles. Yeah, I heard some of that. I asked him, I said, he said, you want to do a show? And I said, not really. <laughs> not at this point. He goes, will you come on the air with me? I was like, yeah. I was like, you get it cleared with JJ, I'll come on. Uh, you don't get it cleared with JJ, I'm not coming on. And he was like, no, he says it's cool. So I was like, all right. And for some reason, the Skype kept showing offline, even though you were online. I was like, well, I'll wait for him to call me. And finally, he called me. So I came on, and it you, was fun. We had a good time. You know what it is? Andy doesn't know how to change the status. See, when I'm not on the air, it's usually in the off, uh, not offline, but like invisible position. Right. When I'm there, I put it online. When I do a show, it's online. When I'm not doing a show, it goes, it goes over to invisible. So... What it is is, and I've noticed this with Andy, because I'm usually logged into the SNS account even when he does his shows on Wednesday night. If I notice that it's still, like, invisible when he's ready to take calls, I'll flip it over myself. But I don't think he realizes how to do that. And I think that's the problem everybody's finding if they call in and they can't get through because it shows up that it's not online. It's invisible. It's not offline. And he's I've got to teach him how to do that. It's really just, you know, simple. You, you click the little thing. I mean, you know, it takes two seconds to do. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun night. We had a good time. Good. Good. Uh, a lot of people were saying that we were more entertained than the pay-per-view itself. I I heard that same thing, actually, yes. It's good so. to see It's good to see TNA is still up to their old tricks. You know, an Iron Man match ends in a, in a no contest. It's awesome. Yeah, and I was perfect on the night. You know my theory on whenever a person can go perfect. And I made my picks Thursday night or Friday morning, eating breakfast while watching the Impact replay. I uh, made my picks then, and uh, was perfect on the night. So you know my theory on that. Oh yeah, I do. I just you know the the logic in that company just baffles me. I, you know, an Iron Man match. You know, even yeah. in the WWE, you have a fucking winner. Remember when I made the comment, I said, you know, Sean and, and and Brett set the standard for this type of match. And I said, you know, just like it went into overtime, this one should too. And when Rude started avoiding AJ being the heelish coward, the cowardly heel, and when he started avoiding AJ on purpose and sliding out of the ring and running around to stay away from him because he had it tied, I thought, surely, with Dixie and Sting in power, the good guys, that they would make the bad guys pay for their actions. And that wasn't the case. So I I walked away as baffled as everybody else. 
Someone in the chat is saying something about WWE did that once before, too, with Rock and Triple H. I don't remember that. I don't recall that either. I recall them having an Iron Man match, but I don't ever remember it being a tie. I mean, the whole point of having an Iron Match is to have a winner. Person with the most falls wins. That the WWE has enough. They have enough of the history. Should they do that and pull off that that outcome, they probably could. Um, this is one of the first, if not the first ever, Iron Man title matches, to my knowledge, in TNA. And you don't set the precedent by having a tie. Now somebody's you know. saying Kurt Angle and HBK on Raw. Didn't HBK win that because wasn't that the rematch to the WrestleMania? That was a rematch, yeah. So I'm a little lost, guys. He did guys. it a tie. Then again, I've, I've been concussed with a stop sign, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about either. It's happened. But no, like I did said, anybody, man, Did anybody not see the ending of Raw coming tonight? Way in advance? I, I think we all kind of knew what was happening there. Um, But back to TNA's pay-per-view. Um, man, that thing looked so good on paper. And a lot of the other matches were really good. They were just predictable. I mean, it was uh, a bump in the road, if you will, on their storyline to where they need to go next. Well, as we always say, it might look good on paper, but for some reason it just doesn't ever look good on pay-per-view. Well, it didn't last night. That's for sure. Well, like I said, man, it's been an interesting week for me. Everything's back to normal now. All is good in the world. And the mixer seems to be working fine tonight, so we're good. I was going to say, it sounds good on my end, so what the hell's King got on his face? Uh, no no clue, man. No clue. So I tell you what. Was that a welder's helmet from hell? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about Kane. Well, we'll get to that in a bit. It looks like a predator mask, actually. Well, with the hair coming down, it kind of does, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, let's go ahead and talk some uh, some news of the week, sponsored, of course, by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. Guys, again, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you're killing me. 27,000 wrestling fans get this newsletter almost daily. It's all the news you need. You don't need to go to other websites. It comes right to your email. They tell you everything you need to know. And not just, you know, if you go to the site, it's not just wrestling. It's also MMA. So, you know, you're covered. But if you haven't subscribed, do that. Join 27,000 other wrestling fans. So that said, let's talk some news of the week, Trey. I'm down. Let's do it. Excuse me! Excuse me! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now the news. Before we get into now, this. Before you start, before you start, I want to address something in the chat room here real quick. Oh, see, I think we're on the same wavelength. Go ahead. Um, they're talking about, you know, Ace wants to know why we're hating on the pay-per-view. I'm not hating on the pay-per-view. I said it was a good show, but the pay-per-view itself was too predictable. I was perfect on my predictions. That's a problem. That means they didn't think outside the box. They didn't do anything to make me go six months from now. Man, I'm sure glad I bought that pay-per-view. Hell, it's the day day after, and I can't even tell you what the name of the motherfucker was right now. It was that uneventful. I mean, every match ended the way I expected it to, and that's that's sad. 
I'm not a wrestling booker. I don't get paid to do that shit. I shouldn't be that good at what I'm doing. You know, when I can predict a show perfectly, that means you're not doing your job to make it creative. And that's the problem. Yes, the wrestling was good. Every match was decent, except for the main event, which had a stupid backwards finish, which, unfortunately, when you're TNA, you don't have the option of having too many of those. WWE can fuck up once in a while. They got credit. TNA doesn't. They've used up all their credit. Period. Like I said, I didn't watch the pay-per-view, so I really can't comment. I just, I'm going off the fact that I heard an Iron Man match ended in a tie, which... Again, baffles me, considering that this is the same company that last year let Jeff Hardy and Kurt Angle have two or three different uh, five-minute extensions to their match because a winner had to be had. Well, I would think in an Iron Man match, it's pretty much the same uh, same deal. You must have a winner. And uh, once again, a bad booking raises. I mean, I, you know, I feel bad for Rude and AJ because going into it, I'm sure that they thought this is a bad idea. Why are we going to end this in a tie? You can't tell me that those guys who spent most of their lives wrestling in a fucking ring and entertaining people thought this was a good idea. Once again, it's the creative team. What's the point? Why not just have a regular match? Exactly. It's the creative team. Why make us kill ourselves for 30 fucking minutes? I agree. Like I said, it's the creative team, whoever's in charge of that, shitting on the wrestling fans and really shitting on their talent. But that's just my opinion. Ebola virus in the chat room says cowardly rude ending was okay. It would have been had management, and I'm talking about Sting and Dixie, who are anti Bobby Rude, come out and made him pay these repercussions that Sting keeps talking about. But then again, we're also talking about a company that runs pay per view to book towards television. They're trying to get people to watch the pay per view to tune in on Thursday instead of the people that tune in on Thursday to watch the pay per view. True that. You know, like like I said on Facebook earlier, I think uh, I think Neil Jones from In Your Head had basically said something about the pay-per-view last night. And I said, you know, you can only have potential for so long. Like my grandpa used to say, shit or get off the pot. So that's, like I said, you're WWE, you've earned the right to fuck up once in a while. TNA, they've used up all their fuck-ups. Pretty much. They can't afford another one, let's put it that way. Uh, on to the news, Trey. I, I don't know if you caught SmackDown last week. But apparently, uh, former WWE Raw ring announcer Lillian Garcia has returned to the WWE on a full-time basis. One of the most beloved WWE employees of all time, (laughs) unless you're Triple H, Lillian Garcia returned to the company yesterday to do ring announcing for the SmackDown brand. Of course, this was from last week. Her return is a full-time one, and she will be taking the blue brand for the first time since she joined the WWE in the summer of 1999. Garcia left the WWE in September 2009 after 10 years with the company to focus on family life and get married. So there you go. Lillian Garcia back. Isn't it funny that, you know, she's not on the brand that Triple H is most commonly associated with, considering that when she left, there were jokes going around that he called her horse face. Maybe there's some bad blood there, wouldn't you think? Wow. You know, way to bully Triple H. What's weird is it? You know, you talk to the members of the clique, and I've talked to three of them. You know, you have two. And all three members of the clique swear up and down, Triple H is the nicest guy, you know, wouldn't hurt a flea, 
nicest guy on the planet. All three of them said the same thing about the guy. That's why I find it hard to believe that he would say shit about somebody like that if all three members of the clique, who I guess one's an alcoholic, one's not there very often, and one's retired, so I guess maybe they're not the best source, but you'd think the three of them would know him better than anybody else. Well, that's true. All they say is how great and nice a guy he is, but then anytime the, the internet news sites get a dig on something that he's said or done, boy, they fucking run with it. I just don't see him sitting there calling Lillian Garcia a horse face unless she, you know, come out and made fun of him. Well, again, you know, I was parting ways said shit about Triple H. I, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just weird. I wasn't there. I'm just reporting on uh, on the things that I've heard. I remember that story. But uh, moving on, apparently there's a pre-sale code for the Raw after WrestleMania. Tickets for the Raw the night after WrestleMania 28 go on sale in the general public. They went on sale this Saturday. If you were interested in getting better seats, I think the pre-sale order was uh, in capitals Heat WrestleMania or Heat WMMIA. So if you haven't yet, check into that. I think the seating is for the American Airlines Arena on April 2nd. Prices are 23, 33, 48, 63, and 78. Plus the additional fees ranging from eleven oh five to thirteen sixty. So there you go. If you're gonna attend the Raw after WrestleMania, maybe that'll help you out. The main event for the TLC pay per view, which will be this Sunday, we'll be covering it with Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network. The main event for the TLC tables, ladders, and chairs was revealed on Raw, and one man gave up his spot, so someone else got a title shot in a different match. Originally, John Cena won his spot against Zack Ryder who was fighting for his own U.S. title shot against Dolph Ziggler. However, Cena, in a trade-off with Raw GM John Laurinaitis, agreed to give up his spot so Ryder gets another crack at the U.S. title. This helped Ryder beat Henry to get his title shot against Ziggler. The other competitors uh, wrestling for the WWE title on the pay-per-view are The Miz, Alberto Del Rio, and the defending champion himself, CM Punk, in a TLC match. Now, this eliminates John from the pay-per-view. From a match standpoint. It kind of or, does. Or do they do something between now and then to put him in one? Well, once we get into the Raw discussion, they did something tonight that leads me to believe that maybe that's the direction they're going in right now. Okay. Oh, let's see. This is kind of a funny one. There's a teaser trailer up over at uh, wrestling-online.com for Lesnar versus Overeem. Now, as you know, Brock Lesnar and Alistair Overeem will actually be meeting later this month. And this is basically Alistair Overeem's gateway into the UFC. He was the former Strikeforce champion. And as you know, Brock is the former UFC heavyweight champion. I think they're both vying for like a, well, it's not a number one contendership, but it's basically a, a big, big bout for Alistair Overeem. And it's equally as big for Brock Lesnar because I think that a loss against Alistair Overeem is really gonna gonna kill Brock Lesnar in, in the uh, right. general. Now, Alistair Overeem was quoted as saying that he was gonna end up sending <laughs> Brock Lesnar back to the WWE after he beats him later this month in their bout. I really think Brock's got some problems here because Alistair Overeem is no pushover. Probably gonna be one of the biggest tests for Brock to date. Hmm. Of course, that is going to take place on December 30th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. 
Oh, wait, and it will determine who will be the number one contender for the UFC Heavyweight Championship, currently held by Junior Dos Santos. This will be one of the biggest fights size-wise, as Overeem is 6'5 and 256 pounds, while Lesnar stands in at 6'3 and 265 pounds. You there, Trey? So we lost the Trey dog. We'll keep going with the news. Isn't that interesting? Apparently, the raw rating for last Monday night did a 2.97 composite off hours 3.03 and 2.91 for a total of 4,352,000 viewers. That is down from the previous week's 3.2 rating and around 130,000 viewers less on average. So take that for what it's worth. Apparently, the ratings for Raw continue to drop. Trey, are you back with no us? Well, they're, they're, they were down from last week is what I was getting at. Oh, well, stop the press, sell your stock, get out now while you can. That's right. If you're investing in the network, get out. And what are you thinking of these uh, commercials for the WWE Network? Um, I don't guess I've seen an actual commercial commercial yet. Well, I mean, well, okay, it's more like, when I say commercial, it's more like them, you know, airing a little graphic, you know, and, and showing things that they're going to have on the network. But uh, I'm just interested in what is Santino going to do and what is the Iron Sheet going to be like living in that house and how are they going to censor that son of a bitch? Yeah, I, I can't wait. I hope that it's Iron Sheik and B. Brian Blair. B. Brian Blair, I fuck you in the ass. I put you in the camel clutch and make you humble. Fuck you. <laughs> That's going to be PG. You fucking piece of shit. You ain't my last baloney. <laughs> oh, that will be some fun shit. That, that's, that's the one show that I want to see. You know, the only thing better than having the Iron Sheik would be like the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, they got to get him in there, too. But, you know, he's on such bad terms with him, I don't see that happening. That's possible. The warrior said, don't back. touch my baloney. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. We need to get Hogan to come back. Add him to the mix. Beefcake's not doing anything. He's, other than Sue and Linda, maybe he needs to get involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll prove, he's, prove he's not gay. <laughs> we'll get into that in a few minutes. Apparently, uh, The Miz appeared on Conan to plug uh, the tribute show. Former WWE that. champ The Miz appeared as a guest on Conan to advertise the Tribute to the Troops special, which will have the initial airing on the USA Network uh, tomorrow night, Trey. Miz presented Conan with his own wrestling trunks after the last time he was on and gave him his own wrestling name, the Ginja Ninja. Step into my dojo, mofo who kept calling Miz cocky and arrogant, and he would not wear the manly bikini briefs. You do know I'm a former WWE champion, exclaimed the Miz. Yeah, former, fired back Conan. A comment which got some ooze from the crowd. He then showed footage of the Miz versus Conan from the WWE 12 video game <laughs> created by the folks at THQ specifically for the segment, including Conan wearing the trunks that Miz presented him. Why do I look like I have a bone marrow disease, said Conan, complaining at the way his character was built in the game. Miz was pretty much awesome in the segment. If you didn't see it, you can catch it over at wrestling-online.com, which I'll have to check that I, out because I missed it. I saw it. I kept thinking the whole time to myself. Animal. How in the blue hell is this guy fucking Maurice? Good question. I just don't get it. 
Oh, let's see. Uh, oh, here's a nice little tidbit on George Clooney spending $100,000 on gifts for one Stacy Keebler. Dating a Hollywood A-list movie star comes with a lot of media attention, but it also comes with a lot of perks and gifts. Stacy Keebler, the former WWE diva and Dancing with the Stars contestant, who is now in a serious relationship with uh, A-list actor George Clooney, is getting showered with presents from the actor. In Touch Magazine reports that Keebler recently received a $15,000 Cartier love bracelet with diamonds from her boyfriend, just a fraction of the $100,000 worth of gifts she got. George is even buying her a Porsche, a source told the mag. Well, hell's bells. I guess if I was doing Stacey Keebler, I'd have to buy her a Porsche, too. <laughs> But I guess, uh, but you gotta buy a woman all that shit. Or are you just making up for your shortcomings in other areas? I wonder if George is really in love here. I mean, we've we've seen Clooney go through a string of girlfriends, but it seems like it's getting a little serious with Keebler. That's all she has to do is bend over. He buys her something brand new. Pretty much. Um, interesting little tidbit on uh, some TNA news here. TNA extends the UK television deal with Challenge TV. I'm sure Crelly's going to be happy over this one. Um, it's great news for TNA fans in the United Kingdom as the company announced a two-year deal with Challenge TV that will keep Impact Wrestling on free television. The show will continue airing on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. just three days after the original U.S. airing, while pay-per-views will air on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. along with Explosion. Our wonderful fans have made this the most watched wrestling program in the United Kingdom. And we're pleased this new agreement also gives them the security of knowing they can always watch us on the same channel each and every week. Challenge TV. We cannot wait to celebrate with our fans in person in, person in Nottingham, Manchester, and London on the TNA Maximum Impact Tour from January 26th through the 28th, said TNA President Dixie Carter. Barbara Gibbon, Challenge's head of channel, said that they're pleased to continue the relationship with TNA. Over the past year, these programs have become an important destination point in the Challenge schedule because they are much loved by its many fans. So all I can really say about that story is, why doesn't TNA just pack up and go to the UK and focus on their base there? Because they seem to have the most loyal fan base there, more so than anywhere else. The people in the United Kingdom love tna wrestling let's go with the market that likes you just say it i mean i found it funny they're picking up and going to india for another project when really they should have just relocated right there to the uk or instead of spending all that money that they gotta spend to be popular in the uk get your fucking shit together and go live and get out this taped in advance bullshit Crelly sent me a message and said he got a media pass to the tna uk party of course you did they all know you by name and, and Velvet and, and everybody else has got a restraining order against you. So, of course, yeah, they know say, who you are. He's the internet, he's the internet cre creepy little stalker. You creepy little bastard. He don't want to be the fucking foreign kid anymore. No, no. He wants to be the internet creepy bastard. No, he's, he wants to be the British broski or something. I don't fucking know. Good luck getting me to call you that, pal. I don't see that one happening. Moving on to some other news. Uh, you kind of mentioned this a few moments ago. Hulk Hogan is actually suing his ex-wife, Linda, for what he considers lies and defamation. The St. Petersburg Times is reporting that Hulk Hogan filed a civil suit against his ex-wife, Linda, saying that she lied and defamed him in her book, Wrestling the Hulk, My Life Against the Ropes. 
In this book, Linda writes that the former WWE champion abused her physically, choking her and dragging her by the hair and her clothes. During interviews to market the book, Linda also repeatedly said that Hogan had homosexual encounters with Brutus Beefcake while he was on the road. Hulk, who claims that the words are false and have harmed his reputation and his business, is demanding a jury trial. Miss Bollea's made enough of these outrageous allegations that it's time they stop, Hogan's attorney said. The only realistic way of making them stop is through the court system. Now, I can remember when we had Linda on Wrestling News Live to promote the book, and I think she said something to the effect of, and not on our show, um, but she did kind of <coughs> talk about that Brutus and Hogan were close. She never insinuated that there was a relationship. She did in another interview said that she thought there might be a personal relationship. She didn't say for sure that there was. So unless you find an interview where she's saying different, I'm really not seeing how that's defamation. If you go out and say, yeah, he's fucking Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Okay, yeah, I can see how that's defamation. But to imply that she thinks there might be something there, well, that's speculation. And if you're going to sue people for speculation, well, then there's a whole list of people you should, you should go after first. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I was thinking to myself here that I know slander is spoken. Libel is written. Libel is written, and defamation can be anything that jeopardizes the perceivement of, of a person from another. That's not the right terminology, but it's close. Um, I think of Hogan, and if it's a jury trial, wow, she's spending some money. She knows she's going to have two of the highest-priced attorneys in Los Angeles. To do a jury trial, you have to pay X amount of dollars. To, to my knowledge, at least that's the way it is here, because you have to pay for the, the jurors. And... Although they don't you know, make a fortune, they make enough to make it worth their while for one afternoon setting, plus they get lunch and everything delivered to them. So, you know, she better be ready to spend some of Hulk's money because it's going to be expensive to do. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If and Hogan, all he's got to do is just go to the right radio shows and round up the right evidence. Well, and here's the thing, though. And the suspicious thing is we recently found out what's been going on uh, between you know Linda and the Hulk, as far as uh, their divorce settlement, we know that she got seventy percent of everything, and Hulk got a measly thirty percent. And is anybody surprised that now, all of a sudden, now that all this information's coming out, that we know that Hogan, for lack of a better term, uh, was raped out of his money? Now all of a sudden, he wants to stick it to Linda. Anybody else kind of see something a, a pattern developing here? You know, you may as well try to try to milk all the money you can out of her by taking her to court. Not only is Hulk Hogan going to sue her for defamation, but now Brutus the Barber Beefcake has decided he will as well. Of course he did, because Hulk Hogan said, hey, brother, let's sue Linda. Okay, Daddy. I mean, Hulk, brother. let's do it. Because, I mean, let's face it, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, maybe I'm going to get sued for this, Mark. Brutus the Barber Beefcake has made it a career of being Hulk Hogan's bitch. Beefcake would be nobody if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan. He's ridden the coattails of Hulk Hogan for how long now? How long has he been wrestling? Exactly. So does anybody else find it a little odd, a little funny that 
now Brutus has got well, a, a lawsuit. I, I do, I do, but I also at the same time feel like they may have a case. And maybe they do. Maybe they do. Because, I mean, she went above and beyond the Call of Duty. And I'm not talking about the video game. When it came to embarrassing the shit out of these guys on every radio interview she did and television. You still there? Uh, yeah, I was just reading the chat room. Rigo says, Beefcake, fuck Brooke. I, I don't think that happened. No. He might have wanted to, but I don't think that happened. Anyway, maybe my attorneys will be in touch, or maybe Beefcake's attorneys will be in touch with me now. Nothing wrong with wanting to fuck Brooke. I wanted to fuck her, too. But. I know. You, you asked Linda for her number on the show. I figured it was the only shot I had. <laughs> Pretty close, It's kind of like, like falling to your death with one parachute. You better pull the streak. It's the only one you got. Curly wants me to convey the fact that the British Broski is the nickname that Becky Bayless gave AKA, him because she thinks he's awesome. I don't give a fuck who she. She's someone who used to be on TNA. I guess if you stalk somebody long enough, they'll give you a nickname. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not always bad. The British Broski. Sorry, it just doesn't have the same ring to it, man. Sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't. Let, I wouldn't even put that out in public. I would have kept that to myself. He's excited. He's proud of that. That is a badge of honor for Crelly. I guess. So anyway, yeah, I think we covered it. Hogan and Beefcake suing Linda. We'll see what happens. Personally, I'd like to hear these interviews where she said that there was, uh, there was a sexual relationship. I think she implied that something was there. But she never really, again... Stated for a fact that that was the case, but, you know. Whatever. She made a joke or something that made both of us go, oh. But, you know, here's the thing, right? I mean, Hogan's like, oh, it hurts my business. No, uh, Hogan. Hogan, the, Hogan hurts his business. The fact that your Hulk Hogan hurts your business. The fact that you pretty much held down every major superstar that was in WCW that left and went to the WWF and became a star. The fact that you helped kill WCW, the fact that you signed with TNA and kind of ran that show in the ground, that's what's killing your business, Hogan. It has nothing to do with your wife implying that you and Brutus Beefcake like to play hide the pickle. Well, that doesn't help. Well, it sure as fuck don't hurt because Hulk Hogan is, is irrelevant <laughs> these days. Nobody gives a fuck, man. Well, you say that. You say that, but God you know, forbid you and Harmony get a divorce and she says something about you playing hide the pickle, you'd be pissed off too. I'd know it wasn't true. So, you know, at the same well, time. Well, I'm sure he does too. But still, I, I mean, I wouldn't want somebody, I wouldn't want anybody out there talking that kind of smack about me. Well, I'd have him, I'd put a hit out on him. <laughs> I hear you. I'd get Don Vito to go break some knuckles and break some legs and shit. I mean, it's ugly no matter how you look at it. And I'm, I'm making jokes, but it's ugly however you look at it. It's just, you know, it's another bad divorce that. You know, has now turned into he said, she said, and at the end of the day, nobody really gives a shit. Rigo says, hide the pickle. <laughs> yes, we said that. Hide the pickle. We try to come up with new and inventive things on the show. Hide the pickle. That's that's the newest catchphrase. Pass the pickle. Hide the pickle. Why does your pickle have so many bums on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's get back to the news. You're killing me, Trey. Curly, just stop. We're just fucking with you, kid. Chill out. Oh, man. Apparently. He gets so goddamn defensive. Curly, look, you can say what you want to say about helping the network and all that. Yeah, taking the, you know, 
the company badge, you, you're employee of the month every month. Great, good for you. But at the end of the day, you stalk the shit out of any woman that puts on a fucking pair of pants that's on Twitter. Period. But that's okay. That's you. Nobody's hating on you. I'm just giving you shit. Don't get your pickle in a bind. Anyway, back to the news. Uh, the Rock is apparently in talks to play the lead character in a new Michael Bay movie. Great. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in talks to portray the lead character in the movie Pain and Gain, a movie with a $20 million budget produced by Michael Bay. Bay, of course, the director of several action movies, such as the Transformers franchise, The Rock, Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys, and others, has been working on the project for 10 years. The movie is based on a Miami News Times article from 19... What? The movie is based on a Miami... New Times article from 1999. I'm totally lost on what I'm reading here. And will follow a pair of Florida bodybuilders who get caught up in an extortion ring and kidnapping scheme that goes terribly wrong. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely from the Captain America movie wrote the original script. Paramount Pictures will be the studio supporting the movie. Now tomorrow, and if you haven't already checked, I've actually seen the new commercial, the teaser trailer, for the new G.I. Joe movie starring The Rock, in which he portrays the character of Roadblock. It's called G.I. Joe Retaliation, and uh, the clip that I saw looks fucking amazing. It's going to blow the first one out of the water, which isn't hard to do. But if you haven't seen it, check it out. It'll be available, I think, everywhere pretty much tomorrow. But if you go to wrestling-online.com, I think they have the teaser trailer up now. So check that out. <sighs> Let's see. What are we missing here? Ah, this is some big news that happened over the week. Apparently, a uh, former member of Team Extreme, former WWE champions, former WWE Women's Champion Lita, real name Amy Dumas, or as I'm going to call her tonight, Amy Dumbass, was arrested in Columbia County, Georgia, and charged with speeding in excess of maximum limits and driving while having a suspended license. Each charge carried a $1,100 bond, and a 36-year-old now has to go to court for trial. You can catch your mugshot over at wrestling-online.com. So this just in, ladies and gentlemen, the effects of Matt Hardy's penis still affecting Amy Lita Dumbass. Way to go, uh, Lita. Like we said on Facebook, now every member of Team Extreme has been in jail for drunk driving or drug. Keeping it real. That's extreme. Isn't that great? I mean, this year alone, we've seen all three members of Team Extreme in some shape or fashion going to court, getting arrested, going to jail, going to rehab, driving drunk, so speeding. I mean, you name it. They are, they've got the market cornered. That's awesome. That's good stuff. You can't write a book on this. Can't make this shit up, people. That's it's it's sad is what it is. It really is. It really, really is. Lita was on Raw tonight. That's what I heard. I was actually surprised to hear that, too. I was like, didn't she just get arrested? I was telling her, how'd she get out of jail? Now, is she there to present an award, or is she actually back under contract with them? I present an award, I guess. Because that's the big rumor going around, is that she's back for good. Did she cut a promo and say that she was never leaving again? Uh, not to my knowledge. Because when she does that, we got problems. Um, going back to last night's final resolution, 
that really wasn't final in any resolutions. <laughs> None of the resolutions were finalized. Well, you know, you got a pay-per-view called Final Resolution. Shouldn't your matches be final? Shouldn't you have I an agree. ending to things? I mean, <sighs> we're beating a dead horse. I'm sorry. Uh, apparently, Hogan and Bischoff were absent from last night's pay-per-view. This is uh, the first time that both Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan were not at a pay-per-view since they joined the company a couple of years ago. <clears throat> Bischoff noted on his Twitter that he would be at this week's television tapings in Orlando after having to miss Sunday's show to personal business. Meanwhile, the former WCW president ripped on Hulk's ex-wife Linda, calling her a pig... Glad to hear he is filing a suit against her, he wrote. Actually, the only thing more disgusting than Linda Hogan is that pissant, creepy little punk that's sleeping with the skank, Bischoff added, referring to her boyfriend, Charlie Hill. Wouldn't, well, I... Wouldn't, excuse me for a second. Wouldn't that be libel and defamation to Charlie Hill? So shouldn't Charlie Hill, in return, in retaliation to this lawsuit that we're going to have with Hulk and, and Brutus, shouldn't Charlie Hill... Who was just now called, uh, let me see, and I quote, a pissant, creepy little punk that's sleeping with the skank. So Linda Hogan can now basically countersuit this because they're called her a skank. It's only going to get better. I want to see at the uh, this is this is great. I want to see a cage match between Linda and Hulk. I think that's awesome. I think we should settle it in a cage. I'm down. That's how we should do this. Let's sign the contracts. Amazing. Amazing. They're going to sit there and talk about defamation, and then he's going to go and say that shit about her. <laughs> Hello, big fly. Oh, you know, it gets it. I'm telling you, man, you can't write this shit. No, you can't. How hypocritical are these bastards? Very hypocritical. Wow. Well, congratulations, guys. Hope you get what you deserve. And I'm sure that in the end, you all will get what you deserve. Yeah, they will. Eventually, they all will. <sighs> wow. I just, I, I'm spent. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> That's all the news I have other than uh, WWE signing a six-month deal in Indonesia for TV. Apparently, WWE and MNC Sky Vision announced... Skyvision. Skyvision announced on Friday a six-month television distribution deal that will bring Raw and pay-per-view specials to Indonesia. Wow. Raw will start airing on Saturday at 10 p.m. effective immediately on MNC Sports, while the pay-per-views will start with TLC on January 1st. WWE is the biggest brand in sports entertainment, and we are very pleased to be the broadcast partner responsible for bringing Raw and the WWE specials to Indonesia. Said, and I'm going to butcher this name, Handy C. Kinjotini. Oh, yeah. Well, Handy C. Kinjotini. <laughs> there you go. Vice President and Director for MNC Sky Vision. I probably pronounced that wrong, and I really don't give a fuck. You get the gist of the of the news here. They Nobody signed, knows him anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody knows. If, if you're personally affected by this, I am sorry. I will try to do better research next time. But that's it, man. That is all the news I got. Been a pretty wild week. It's it's been weird, man. Just when you thought it was safe, the weird shit in sports happened this weekend. I heard, yeah. Albert Pujols gone from the Cardinals, which everybody wants to know how I feel about it. I'm okay with that as long as they spend that money somewhere else to improve the team, you know, down the road. 
Didn't they just win a World Series with him? Yeah, our uh, 12th team total. Okay. I guess there was a good reason for letting him go. I don't know. Well, yes and no. It it boils down to, you know, like, if I knew you were going to be a free agent and you come to me two years ago and you say, all right, Trey, look, I'm leaving the network unless you can give me an offer that makes me want to stay. And I say, well, to be honest with you, JJ, I, I don't have time for that right now. I've got you on contract for the next two years anyway. So somebody's knocking on my door. I'll be right back. Take over. Okay. Well, i tell you what. With that, we're actually going to take our, uh, our first commercial break. I'll let Trey continue with that when we get back. So, uh, guys, you're listening to Wrestling News Live. Stay tuned for more right here on the SNS Radio Network right after this. WrestlingNewsLive.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows the gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart, but... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat.
songs talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. Don't go! Austin does what he wants, what he wants, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Now, for the first time ever, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, an unprecedented feature-length retrospective spanning the career of the Texas Rattlesnake. From his small town begins to the center of the biggest stages in the world, a four-disc DVD or three-disc Blu-ray collection with unforgettable matches and moments chosen by Stone Cold himself. Loads of special features, including alternate commentary from Stone Cold and Jim Ross for three classic WrestleMania matches, plus exclusive to the Blu-ray. Ray said it's three hours of additional content, including a tour of Stone Cold's Broken Skull Ranch, Stone Cold Q&A from the WWE Universe, and more. Stone Cold Steve Austin. My name is David Otunga, and this is an ordinary wooden table, generally used for family dinners. This is a 12-foot ladder, commonly used to change light bulbs. This is a steel chair, normally used for, well, sitting down. But that's not how we use them at WWE TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs. WWE TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Won't you join us? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Oh, you didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunny, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck All right, guys, we're back right here on Wrestling News Live. I am, of course, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sex A. And I'm actually watching the replay of Raw right now as I see the road dog, Jesse James, getting ready to present an award. And it's great to see Jesse James, the road dog, back on WWE TV. Didn't think that was ever going to happen, but I'm glad to hear that he's been with the company for a while as an agent, a producer, and uh, is doing very well, and I hope this this turns into a long term gig for him. I think he's someone who could be instrumental in helping out future talent moving on. Because you know, again, he always was a pretty good hand in the ring, and you know, given the correct opportunity or situation, I think he could be utilized uh, to a very good degree on WWE TV today. Trey, are you back with me? Yes, I am. So, what do you think about the Road Dog back? When that music hit tonight, I was excited. I was like a little twelve-year-old kid. I was like, "Oh yeah, Road Dog." Did they did they bleep out your ass? Better call somebody. Nope, nope. He said, "Your ass better call somebody." Oh and look, he came out. He said, "Oh, it's me, it's me." It said, "D O double G." Back one more time with a run in the WWE, trying to make it all clean and clear, and trying to make it PG. And he kept going, you know. Very nice. I would. 
You know what? I wouldn't even mind seeing him and Truth do something together on WWE television. I, why not just bring back Billy Gunn? Nope. I, I'm with it, man. But I, I mean, think they're both in great shape. They're both still wrestling together on the indie circuit. They're both still doing the New Age Outlaw gimmick, you know? Yeah, but, but the difference between BG and, and, of course, Billy is that, well, Billy made a lot of derogatory remarks against Triple H. Now, he did apologize for those remarks. Well, they both did. And wants to move past. I just don't know that the good-hearted Triple H is man enough to move past it. They both did. They both made bad comments towards Triple H. Their little RF video shoot video against the WWE is pretty brutal. To the, to the point that they even make fun of uh, Evolution and that the only one that's going to evolve out of that group and be worth a shit is Randy Orton. He's the only one in the group with any talent. Isn't that kind of true, though? Well, it was true, but true doesn't make it easier an easier pill to swallow. No. I understand, but at the same time, you know, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. They were kind of right in their statement when well, you think yeah, about it. But, I mean, I'd love to see the New Age Outlaws back. Do their old shtick again. That'd be awesome. It would be nice. You know, let them bring back DX. It would be nice, man. It would be nice. I'm just a sucker for the old stables, man. The old, you know, the NWO, DX, when done right. I still think there is room for that. In wrestling, If and, and the key words, when you say this, man, the key words to remember and to focus on when I say this is when or if done right. I mean, you can elevate people. You can put the New Age Outlaws together as a tag team. Show them, you know, not wrestling. Just show them in the arena. Show them at the entranceway or show them, you know, like watching a match with two guys wrestling writing on a clipboard and conversing back and forth to where you don't know what they're talking about, but you know they're talking about the two guys in the ring. You know, and then, what are those guys doing here? You know, blah, 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 blah. Well, it looks like they're taking notes on the match, you know, yada, yada, yada. And have them get a guy like a, a Dolph Ziggler to be their main guy. You know, their main heavyweight title guy. And then, you know, get somebody, you know, to, to toil around the mid-card for them as a representative of DX. And then have them as the mentors trying to get the, the tag team titles. You know, it's it's basic wrestling one on one, but I mean you could make it so interesting and then the storylines would just write themselves. It's so easy. And it's entertaining. I hear you. I'm actually I'm actually as we're talking right now, watching the replay from Raw, and I'm seeing the Pipe Bomb of the Year Award won by, of course, CM Punk. Did anybody else right. really think that that award was going to go anywhere else. Uh, you know, as we're transitioning into Raw, I knew tonight was a big three-hour edition of the Slammy Awards. I got to be honest. I didn't give a shit. I didn't even really Nobody watch the show. Either. I didn't even watch the show because, to me, the Slammy Awards are a fucking joke. There was a point in time when they actually, to some degree, seemed like they might have had a little bit of, oh, I don't know, realism to them. Because it was something that you got based on, you know, you were the superstar of the year, based on the fact you had the biggest angle of the year. Now everything is so put together to put over storylines. 
you know, the pipe bomb of the year award. Did anybody else really think anybody other than CM Punk was going to win that award? Well, and they made it when they showed the category. It was only CM Punk that had any pipe bomb moments. Everything else were 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 outtakes. They were the blooper reel. So you knew he was you knew he was going to win it. Apparently, I'm leaving the WNL SNS for a while. <laughs> awesome. Anthony's just having a little fun with people. I was about to say nobody told me that. Am I taking an extended vacation? What, what's going on, man? Anthony, are you are you sending me on a trip? I mean, what the hell, man? Because if you do want to send me on a trip, I mean, I'll. I'll I found accept out it. today that it's a good thing I didn't go on the Chaos Cruise. <laughs> I saw that on my fucking uh, iPhone four today, and couldn't get over the fact. I loved it. Uh, Saban has really, in my opinion, really upped this game. Uh, I, I just, you know what? I thought that was hilarious that uh, on their first date, you know, he pretty much was the ring rope. Uh, I, uh, fantastic. Good stuff. I want to punch him in his fucking snot logger. I bet you do. I'm serious. I want to punch him right in the fucking nose. Oh, my I God. Even, They're actually playing... You got the touch for Johnny Ace. Are you fucking Oh, you didn't me? see that? Oh, you were the first person I thought of when I saw that. What a way to fucking ruin a great song. I thought JJ's going to go shape shit nuts when he sees this. Those motherfuckers. I'm going to boycott the WWE now. Fuck you. <laughs> How dare you take that fucking song and put it for that no-talent piece of uncharismatic now you see why I punch. Now you see, now you see why I want to punch uh, What's-His-Face in the Nose. I just want to punch fucking John Laurinaitis in, in his fucking nose. I can't stand that son of a bitch. Well, I tell you what, that gimmick was horrible. I mean, really? Skateboarding the dynamic dudes or whatever, the, the, what were they called? The dynamic dudes, yeah. Surfing, skateboarders, yeah. Shane oh, Douglas. my God. It's kind of embarrassing for those guys. Did you, have you heard him kind of promo with that blonde mullet? Yep. Oh, my God. So Anthony Farley wants me to play You Got the Touch for Song of the Night. Done. We will totally play the real version of that song tonight from the Transformers movie back in 1986, from the animated one. I was just like, I mean, how do you take such an epic song? You know, have you ever seen the Transformers movie from 86, Trey? I'm sure you have. You're, yeah. You're yeah, kid of the that's 80s. Your boy, that's your boy CM Punk doing that. Well, punk, you little bastard. Anyway. If you've never seen the movie, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's this really epic scene where the Decepticons are attacking Autobot City on Earth, and the Autobots land in the ship and enter the fight, and then Optimus Prime turns into the Diesel, and he fucking starts rolling out, then You Got the Touch wow. plays in the background, and it's just this epic fucking battle where he's, like, running over Decepticons, you know? Like, you can see him in the fucking... In the, in the grill. Like, their reflections are in the grill as he's running them over. And then he transforms and, like, fucking mid-jump and starts shooting them from up top. You know, and then he goes and faces Megatron. But it's like a two-minute little thing with that song, and he's just fucking brutal as shit. And you're going to tell me they took this song tonight and fucking paid tribute to Johnny Ace? Come on, punk. Way to fuck up a good song, man. I, I, I do not approve. I know you wouldn't. I do not approve. I'm boycotting Raw now. Fuck it. Done watching wrestling. Um, it's done. It's over. <laughs> it's over for me. Fuck it. It's done. You don't mean that. 
How dare you fuck with my childhood? Fuck you. Mick Foley was there again tonight, too. The holy shit moment of the year. Who won that? Uh, let's see. The nominees were Seamus Slams Sin Cara on a ladder. Randy Orton RKO's Christian on the steel steps. Big Show and Mark Henry break the ring. That's the one I wanted. Evan Bourne does Airborne in the uh, Money in the Bank match. And the winner was Mark Henry and Big Show break the ring at Vengeance. Which was basically just a rehash of Brock Lesnar and Big Show from 2003. I, I do like how they like to make, you know, light on history. It's like it didn't happen... You know, when when it first happened, King's like, oh, I've never seen anything like that before. Really? That's really? pretty sure we saw it in 2003, and I'm pretty sure that it's in every highlight package they've ever done for the big show. Triple H wins the Slammy. What Slammy did he win? Santino presented him with the OMG moment of the year when he tombstoned The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Was he there to accept the award? He was. He came out with a sledgehammer. He didn't care about the award. He walked right to the ring, cut a promo. Well, I totally missed that. About how what hasn't happened yet. Well, I mean, it has, but if you're watching the replay, it hasn't happened yet. Um, Comes out and says that wasn't the OMG moment of the year. The OMG moment of the year was when he was the only one that was able to walk away after the SummerSlam or after the WrestleMania match, and that Undertaker had to be carried off where he ended his career. And that Triple H ended his career, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. It totally, to me, I don't know if anybody else felt the same way. It reeked to me of, uh, there for a second, uh, for sure, it reeked to me of Triple H about to re-challenge The Undertaker to WrestleMania rematch. God, I hope not. That's what it sounds like. It damn sure did. Please, God, no, not again. He talked about how he was the only one that was able to physically get up and walk away after the match, that he beat The Undertaker so badly that he had to be helped out of the ring and that he ended his career right there at WrestleMania 27 or 28, whatever it was, 27. Maybe he should worry about the you know, problems at hand, like dealing with Kevin Nash first. Just um, a thought. I got busy because I'd ordered a pizza. And they came to the door right at that point. So I don't know if he addressed the Kevin Nash thing or not, I'm sure he did. Extra anchovies? No, hold the anchovies, man. Yeah, I, I'm not big on the anchovies either. No anchovies. Straight pepperoni. You bring me a fucking anchovy pizza and I'm going to ask what's fishy because uh, I, don't, I don't eat that shit, man. No thanks. So, um, I put this in the, the uh, Facebook page and I saw somebody else had already done it, but, uh, Big talk now on all these promos that are showing up on Raw with the kid school desk and the prophecies and all that jazz. People try to figure out who it is making their comeback. I uh, have a sinking feeling it's Chris Jericho. I think that's what they're trying to lead to, that it is Chris Jericho. Well, the one thing that actually, and I'm not into all this breaking the code, so to speak, but if you look at the day, which is Monday, and then it's the second, and it's January, then the Y in Monday, the two in the second, and the J in January is Y two J. They're really so. good at this kind of shit. Just like the you know the two twelve, eleven shit or whatever. 
220. I, I can't remember the fucking date now. 22011. Was that what it was? It's all about the numbers. I just think that that Monday the 2nd of January, Y2J, it just stands out to me for some reason. So that's what I'm going with until I see something otherwise. No, nope, I hear you. He's doing the whole, it isn't me, it isn't me, I'm not talking to them, blah, 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 blah. That's what they all do. Right. So what else of, of note happened tonight on Raw? Who won Diva of the Year? That was Divalicious pres- moment of the year. Divalicious. That was presented by what? Lita? Or Lita. Amy, Amy Straight Dumbass. Out of jail. Straight out of Compton. A crazy luchador named Lita. With Kelly Kelly who will hide your pita. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, All right. Divalicious moment of the year was, was presented by former Diva Lita. Um, nominees, Natalia's double sharpshooter, uh, Kelly Kelly wins the Divas title, Karma taking out McCool, uh, Beth Phoenix, what should have won it, Beth Phoenix top rope glam slam at Survivor Series on Eve, and your winner was Kelly Kelly. Cause you and know, then Beth and Natalia come out and she takes the trophy and she goes, that's mine. And Kelly goes, snatch, no it ain't bitch, it's mine. And that was about it. They stared at each other, and that was how they went to commercial. So what did Kelly Kelly win it for? Winning the title. Wow, really? I think really she got it for all the service she provides in the back. Hey! Just saying. They couldn't show those clips on TV. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. And this is the best way I know how to say this. If you saw those pictures of her downstairs on the SNS Facebook page, you know that there's not a whole lot of people coming in and out the front door. And that's as nice a way of putting it as I can put it without getting descriptive. I hear you. You understand what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, Trey. So if as many people had come over to visit as people think, those pictures would look a whole lot worse. Yeah, but you were also seeing it through a bathing suit. True. True. But there would be more roast beef on the sandwich. You got me, you got me drift? I do, but again, we didn't see the we're actual looking, roast We're looking beef. through the wrapper. I understand. Yeah. You know, so, I, I, I can look at a wrapper and not really tell what kind of candy bars underneath the wrapper if I don't know what it says, right? Yeah, but you can tell the shape of the candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Just saying. Don't, don't judge a snatch by its cover, all right? <laughs> I went so out of my way. <laughs> I know, and I just walked through the door and kicked it down, didn't I? When little Jimmy comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah. Go get slavish on the show, man. Oh, my God. So what a, you, so should what have a, been there. you should have been there last night because I wish I had the, audience, the audience was craving um, for some reason, and we might need to set this up because I, I barely – barely, barely scratched the surface on stories that I could tell these people about the history of this show and moments that, that, that stand out. We need to have the power, really have him, give, give him some time, like a week, to think about all the things he wants to ask us and interview the two of us together. I don't know why the audience loved that so much last night, but they dug the shit out of it, and I have no idea why. 
But haven't we already told that story like about a million times? That, like the how slavery things... story is still recent. I mean, that's that's that just oh, happened. Okay, yeah, I guess. But yeah. it was one of the moments that was brought up last night. I I think that Andy needs to like dip into his closet and pull out his be- his best James Lipton impersonation to do that. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Inside the WNL studio with the power Andy Knowles. But, I mean, the listeners loved the shit out of that last night, and all I was doing was just telling the truth, being honest with the peeps, the familiar. I had a good time, too. And I mean, like I said, well, we barely, barely just scratched the surface. I could definitely write a book. Nobody would buy it, but I could write the shit out of it. You'd be surprised, man. Coffee table book. A coffee table book that makes itself into a coffee table. There you go. So what other notable things happened on Raw as far as, like, the Slammy Awards? David Otunga and Tony Atlas come out to uh, award the Trending Superstar of the Year. The nominees are Cody Rhodes, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, and Zack Ryder. I guess they compete in a four-way match, and whoever manages to trend first on Twitter, Twitter while the match is in progress gets the award. I don't know who won. I'm going to assume it was Zack Ryder. Oh, is this the one that JR won? No, that was early on the show. Okay, what did he win? He won. So no Cole was pissed off. The first award is the Tell Me I Did Not Just See That Award, presented by Booker T and Hornswoggle. Swoggle. Um, Jim Ross dancing, Santino in the Royal Rumble. Our truth getting sodded by a fan and the Miz dressed as a rock. The winner was Jim Ross dancing. Cole not impressed. Uh, more insults get hurled at JR, but Booker stops, steps in, stops him, and uh, says that JR can beat Cole a rap off. So a rap contest emerges, and, well, there you have it. Yes, a fucking rap contest with wow, JR and Cole. I'm so glad that I did not see this show tonight. This show, to me, felt like it should have been on Cartoon Network sandwiched between Blue's Clues and Barney. You know what? I, I've made it was a decision. That, it, was, it was that damn hokey. I, I, I've made a decision, Trey. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire the, uh, the raw sounder that we've, that we've used for a while, the entertainment tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe now I'm going go to the, go get the Seinfeld theme. Because really, I mean, th- this show is about nothing. It's about stupid shit. This show is about getting. That's what I got. That's, I was saying this last night. Raw anymore, and it's been this way for months. They got one thing that's important going on, and everything else just kills time until you can get back to that moment because that moment can't eat up the entire two hour show. Whatever storyline they have going on can't be the whole two hour show. They need filler. They need fluff. And that's what the rest of the goddamn show is. At least TNA, they got like five or six storylines going on. They may not all be well written, but at least it's more than one thing to concentrate on at one time. Well, Trey, before we proceed any further, this this will be the last time you guys ever hear this on the show. Now it's time to review Monday Night Raw. Time to talk a little wrestling. Oh, wait. We're talking Monday Night Raw. 
I guess that means it's time to talk entertainment. It's not really entertaining, though. That's the problem. That's the thing. It's not really entertaining. So there you go. I'm going to lay that sound to rest with my old mixer board. Tune in to Unplug this week, and maybe I'll have a funeral for the mixer board. I was pretty broken up about it last week. So really, in the history of mixer boards, that one accomplished a lot. So tune in to Unplug this week when we actually give the mixer board a fitting funeral. It's going to be epic. Oh, I can't stand to see it go. Might be epically good, might be epically bad, but regardless, it's going to be epic. So thank you, Raw Intro. We used you for so long, and we have to retire you. Raw Intro, we barely knew you. It was fun. It was quite a ride, man. I'm all choked up right now. It's okay, man. It's okay. So is there anything else we really need to cover on Raw? Because, you know, <laughs> I almost feel like we're wasting our time talking about it because it kind of sucked. Yeah, Raw sucked. It was... This one was worse than last year's Slammies, and I thought last year's Slammies were boring as shit. I mean, what? Superstar of the Year was CM Punk, who wasn't able to accept the award because he got his ass kicked by Truth and Del Rio. Or not Truth, but uh, Miz and Del Rio. Yeah. So Johnny Ace accepted it on his behalf. Oh, how ironic. It's like a black fly in your Chardonnay. And then Kane showed up in a Predator mask. Yeah, and then he had a, a wicked-looking mask on underneath with, you know, hair built into the, you know, to the mask. For the, the longest time, if I could be racist, racial for a minute, for the longest time, man has wondered. Back to the days of slavery. Back to the days of sweet, low, sweet cheerios. I'm going to carry me home. Swing low. Swing low. Sweet chariot. Come you aboard know, the Caribbean. Oh. Back when, you know, there was cotton in the fields that needed a picking, and white people were monsters forever enslaving uh, another race of any kind, let alone black people. They had to know someday there'd be more of them than us anyway. That was a stupid decision. But, with that being said, to the days of you know, the NBA lockout times that make you wonder who's smarter, the white man or the black man? Who has the most brains, the white man or the black man? What color is smarter, white or black? And we got our answer tonight. Because as Big Bad Kane come down to the ring with that mask on, it looked like he was ready to come down and kill a bunch of motherfuckers. The black man got the fuck out of Dodge, and the white man stayed in the ring and got his ass kicked. Well, Kane, so, ladies and gentlemen, we have answered that question that goes back to the days of slavery, to the days of the, as recently as the NBA lockout. Man has wondered, since there were aliens on the planet, who was smarter, the white man or the black man, and tonight we got our answer. Henry said, fuck this, peace out. I'm gone, and fuck you, and Kane come down and, and fucked up John Cena because John Cena wasn't smart enough to get the fuck out of the ring. And there you go. We now have our answer. 
I got to admit, man, I'm not really digging the new cane look. I mean, the mask is kind of cool. I mean, we really didn't get to see it. They should have done more with the rest of him. They were going to go so extreme on the mask because he wore a mask over a mask. That outfit, though, looked horrible to me. Well, yeah, it looked like I stitched it together because it was fucking horrible. He's over-exaggerated bad stitching. Yeah, it was really bad. But, I mean, he's wearing a helmet over a mask. It looks like a helmet. Like, you know, that'd be a sweet motorcycle helmet. Don't get me wrong. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of those stupid fucking brown goddamn pants that Shawn Michaels wore at the 2002 Survivor Series when he became world champion. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. With the white T-shirt. It must have been the same goddamn costume maker who fucking did that. Yeah, Shawn didn't look right. He had really short bobbed off hair in the back. And he wore brown shit tights. He wore brown shit tights, yeah. That was the Elimination Chamber, wasn't it? Uh, yes. That was where Triple H got his throat squashed by RVD. Yep. That's what happens when you toke up before a match. You're impaired. Mason, what the fuck y'all know about Sweet Lou, Sweet Cherry? I guess because we white, we don't know about soul. I, I eat chicken every two or three days, <laughs> motherfucker. I know. I'm in the know. I used to watch the WB. I fucking know about black people. This fucking show is sponsored by BET. Bitch. Hey, I watched Soul Train growing up, goddammit. I know who Don Cornelius is. This is Don Cornelius. Don Cornelius. And I, I used to watch Yo! MTV voice. raps, too. All right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, with uh, the real Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. Ed Lover, yes. Hell yeah. And sometimes they had Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Don't sentence me, Judge. I ain't done nothing to nobody. Oh, so are we done being racist now? The Wayne Brothers don't count as black television, man. That ain't giving you no damn cred. <laughs> That's just Keenan getting his family employed, man. Yeah, yeah. There's only like 50 people in the Wayne's family. They got to feed some motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tyler Perry is the most money-makingest motherfucker on the planet right now. Now, th- this is this is totally off-subject because I'm not talking about a black person here. But you know who Jerry O'Connell is, right? Yeah, he's goofy as fuck. Well, I, I, I like the kid. I mean, personally, I, I've seen a lot of his movies. I like his TV show, Sliders, right? Right. Anyway, everything Jerry O'Connell's ever, ever pretty much done has involved his brother, Charlie, who's, like, really not talented at all. Right. A couple of years ago, he was one of the Bachelors, right? But, like, Sliders, you know, when that, ser- when that series went to shit, they brought in Charlie O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was on Crossing Jordan. Hey, guess what? They brought in Charlie O'Connell. Yeah. It's good to see that he can at least get his brother a job. Yeah, I mean, it's like Honorage. Fucking killing me, man. Where the popular brother always gets the other brother a job? Pretty much. I think Charlie O'Connell has a career because of his brother. Hey, white people are dumb as fuck. White people, us crackers, are dumb as shit. And we proved it tonight when John Cena said, I'll take you on, game," And came down, came down, ate his lunch and shit in his sack. That's brutal when you get that to happen to you. But somebody eats your lunch and poops in the bag, you know you done had your ass whooped. Pretty much. You know they always say, you, you bring a pack of lunch? Yep. Well, if you pack the lunch and the motherfucker eats it in front of you and then shits in the sack, you're fucked up. It's pretty bad, Trey. And that's so, what Kane did tonight. We're going to take our our last break, come back, and uh, open up the phone lines. Talk about something. I don't know what. You know. Whatever you want to talk about. 
take your emails, and then we're going to wrap Samantha the show up. Samantha would, too. Samantha will eat yourself. I think we're going to go probably another 30 minutes, and we're out of here, people. I'm tired. I got a long day tomorrow. I line. I've been up since about 6 this morning. I didn't get any fucking sleep last night. I'm fucking drained. So we're going to take some phone calls for about the next 30 minutes, read some emails, and get the fuck out of Dodge. Let's go to break. I do want to remind people we've got a Christmas craptacular coming up in a couple weeks. So you and I should probably talk off air what we want to do. Well, the thing about the Christmas craptacular is it all depends on the listenership. And what they need to do is they need to, and we'll start tonight as soon as the show goes off the air, just call the Skype line or Skype to Skype the Skype line. And like you would if you were calling the show and call in and leave your Christmas wishes to whoever you want to leave a Christmas wish to. And uh, we take them all at the uh, end of the time period that we leave it open and we put them all together and pretty much play your messages during the show. And we kind of just talk about Christmassy shit. We do still need to get to some of those damn questions from Taboo Turkey Day that we never got to. Maybe we'll add those to the, the, the craptacular this year. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. We'll answer those during the craptacular because there's just, some good stuff out there. We just don't have answer. time every show to, like, jump into these guys. You don't understand. As it is, this show so, usually hits about three hours. I mean, it just takes up too much time. Right. So, let's take a break. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live. Well, <laughs> right after this. So, uh, smoke them if you got them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I will. Drink them if you got them. Just, you know, just don't drink and drive and smoke while you're champion for a company and, you know, could ruin your career. Yeah, could happen. If you happen to be in a car right now sitting next to Sabu, don't light up. (laughs) Don't do it. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. This is Rob Van Dam, the whole effing show, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. The Beast has been unleashed! He was a six-time world champion. Nothing but power and strength and intensity. One of the most dangerous forces in WWE history. He is 
truly the animal. That's not a nickname anymore. That's who Batista is. To epitomize the evolution of a superstar. I'm the man. I'm the predator. And I'm the top of the food chain. Until you beat me, you will never be the man. Can anything stop Batista? The evolution of the animal continues. Only in WWE 12. Hey fans, ring announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment? From all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. Rough <laughs> brother. Oh, all right. With the one is Python. Oh, speed of which, hey everybody, it's uh, William Walkie Walker here, along with my British co-host, Roller with the Cross Pond, and we want to invite you to check out the Elite Force Podcast, located at www.elitefourcepodcast.com. Well, don't do the triple W shit, why do you do that every time? Why don't you just say concisely, www? No, we can find it at www.eatforcepodcast.com. I just like saying that. See, that sounds much better. So much better? We're also located exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and on Chris Jones TV Network. We talk about science fiction. In the world of science fiction, of TV, film, and music, and video gaming, and everything else we love to talk about. No shit, Sherlock. So, you can find us weekends and midweeks. With myself, William Walkie Walker, and the most beautiful of all sci-fi and gaming Bill of Mine White Morris on oh, Sunday. Oh, you've got to know everybody's going to love just to tune in for me. You are, you are the resident angry man of science. I am the resident fucking who gives a fuck. And then on Wednesdays for the midweek, the ha-ha <laughs> Chuck W. As you can keep you guys updated on some of the news going on as well as sci-fi. So listen... To the Elite Force Podcast, posted Wednesdays and Sundays on www. Happy? Yes, I'm Elite happy Force, now. EliteForcePodcast.com, also exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Christian Gaming Network. Remember that there are always possibilities. Live long and play longer. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair.
to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here, I'm the man. Or I'll show you who's the man. I'll kiss your boots if you can do it, woo. That's it, pretty boy, it's on now. That's a domestic disturbance over at some some Cordala Street. This has been a day in the life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. Samoa Joe, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network. All right, guys, we're back right here on Wrestling News Live. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ All Caps Sexay. Thank you, Joe, for bringing us back in from break. And of course, I'm joined by the host and founder of Wrestling News Live, ladies and gentlemen. The Trey Dog is in the hizzy. And thanks to uh, good friend Lindsay, she found and sent to me the original, original Wrestling News Live 12 Days of Christmas. Did she really? That will be going on the Christmas Craptacular as a flashback. Sweet. That's going to be awesome. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What's up, fellas? What's up? This is Mike, man. We knew it was you, man. What's going on? I don't know, man. Hey, uh, I agree with you guys. Okay, let me tell you what Mark Henry was thinking from another black man. (laughs) Okay. When Mark Henry in the ring, I don't care if Mark Henry is the biggest, baddest, stronger man at WWE. You can take the hardest gangster in the world. You can take Chug Knight into the hardest, uh, you know, crip blood in the world. But all black men feel a crazy-ass white man when he got shit to lose. <laughs> <laughs> because when a white man loses their mind, y'all kidding everybody. Y'all don't give a fuck. Women, children, y'all don't give a fuck. Right. So that what Mark Henry saw. I guarantee you, if, Bo- if Booker T was doing commentary, he would got the fuck up and left too. Because <laughs> guess what? We know our boundaries. We might talk shit, but we ain't trying to fuck with a crazy white man who lost his mind. Because y'all don't give a fuck. My, y'all yeah, takes out funny. everything. My my question that is, is this: with, with the Booker T thing, what he said? What the fuck? It got the fuck out of there. Exactly. What? Exactly. Exactly. He would have left. I mean, you know, Mark Henry. We ain't trying to. Ain't nobody trying oh to fuck God, with a white man. He's got a new mask. Booker, what do you think? Booker. <laughs> Booker? They look at Booker to have his ass halfway up the fucking ramp by the time they realize Booker, he's gone. Booker done booked the ass on out of here. <laughs> booked yeah, the booked team. I code on your time. He just go fucking tonight. I got to go. <laughs> have to change his name to but, Booked at T. Exactly. I mean, so that's what that's what Mark here was thinking, like the average black man. When a white person loses it, get, get the fuck out the way. I think Mark Henry just thought it was a fucking alien coming down. He didn't know. 
Hayes music hit, it was like a fucking black man in the Amityville horror movie. Mark Henry was like, fuck that. I ain't getting probed by no goddamn alien. You know why they don't ever have the black people in the lead roles of scary movies, do you? Oh, no, movie we... About, movie be about two minutes long. And fucking haunted exactly. house would say, get out. And the black man would be like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> and fucking credits exactly. start pulling. Exactly like Eddie Murphy said, uh... Hold your in his house, take his daughter. Well, Mr. Murphy, you ain't trying to say your daughter? Yeah, I changed the channel so she she come out. I got to walk out. <laughs> you know? Oh, it was man. like Kane's music hit. <laughs> mean, mean, mean. Mark Henry left a shit stain up the fucking ramp. He was gone. <laughs> Boom, bye. Kool-Aided out the fucking arena door. I mean, so, yeah, I understand what Bullity, like I said, I, I got I got bitched again tonight by a bunch of middle aged old white women. Like I said, they doing the Christmas thing. Like I said, last week they had me eating the fucking cheese. Took me three days to get out my system. Today they bought fucking sushi. Now you know black people eat fucking sushi. Goddamn, I didn't even bring you some goddamn greens and some fucking cornbread. Yeah. Uh, something close. It, but that's my point exactly. But look. You have to eat it. Are they gonna get? They're gonna turn red in the face. Start puffing. Well, what you saying? They're gonna give you shit like you don't think my hygienics are clean or something. I'm like, what the fuck your hygienics got to do? I don't want no fucking sushi. I mean, what's wrong so, with you, baby? Baby, what's wrong with you? Why can't you eat the fish, baby? Because I mean, the fish is good for you, baby. And sometimes you gotta eat the fish because the fish is our food. The brother gotta see before he can pee. You know what I'm saying? So, man, get your get your get your sushi on, brother. But you know. I'm talking shit, but regardless, after I ate two pieces of fucking sushi, and the shit was, I mean, uh, it was like, what, I think it was the shrimp and the rice roll or some shit. It was old. <clears throat> I'm talking shit, but I ate the sushi because you don't want to disappoint the white people. Was it a California roll? Had, like, mayonnaise and avocado and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, it had some type of sauce on it. It looked like Thousand Island shit. I don't know. It was, oh, my God. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm like you. I just want to snap. Okay, like, motherfucker, do I bring up, like, collard greens in here and give you a plate and put half the bottle of fucking hot sauce on it and say enjoy it? No, I don't. Because <laughs> I know Mike, you wouldn't. So Mike, why the fuck you bring sushi and all these other shit? You know, I don't eat. That, that, that's the problem, man. You need to bring some fucking neck bone and some goddamn greens and cornbread. Say, so here you go, bitches. Have some of this shit. I know. Damn, it's just so crazy. It's like, I go to one hot They'll save something for you. Michael, we saved you something. Like, bitch. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, let me stop ranting. Damn, what did I want to talk about wrestling? I lost my, my train of thought. <laughs> Fuck some wrestling. We don't talk about wrestling on this show. We hadn't seen any good wrestling in a while. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Carl. I still know. think you got to eat the sushi, baby. If you don't eat the sushi. Sushi, you can't get no pussy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that shit. Trade it's fish, fish motherfucker. Fish for fish, baby. I mean, do, do, do you eat sushi? It's fish I mean, for I mean, fish, motherfucker. Fish for fish, baby. I mean, do, do, do you eat sushi, right? I mean, I know. Okay. I do not. Yeah, don't, don't. JJ, you and Candace, I'll take you out to eat you, sushi. You if you don't cook the shit, then I ain't eating it. I ain't into eating raw fish, man. Sorry. I, You know what? I, I go to, like, the, the Japanese restaurant, like, Ito here in Calgary, and, you know, I get, like, I'll uh, eat some pussy. I get like the the fucking chicken and beef or something with the rice, but uh, you won't see me eat no fucking sushi. That's just not my thing. Sorry. I, 
I mean, like, you know, a couple of doctors here, they're like Asian descent. They like, they like, it was like, they had like the baby squeeze and octopus. I'm like, what the fuck? You from that? If I thought I was on the episode of Bear Grizzly. What's the damn show survival, man? <laughs> now, I will drink the shit out of some sake, but I won't be eating no fucking it, coffee. <laughs> oh, you want the sake? <laughs> <laughs> Calamari is another thing I won't fucking touch, man. I'll eat shrimp and I'll eat fucking fish. I won't eat raw fish and I won't eat fucking squid. I ate no I fucking ate squid, way. I ate squid and octopus when I was in Mexico, and that was the one and only time. This motherfucker ate octopus because he thought he was going to get some octopussy. Hey man, I mean, you to, when you're in Mexico with some hot bitches, you'll eat whatever the fuck they tell you to eat to get some pussy. Are you gonna fucking drink the water to get pussy in Mexico? No, but, you know, if you drink mixed drinks that have God ice damn. in it, you still get the shits because the ice is made out of water. Nah. Now, now I'm be honest, like, like, my wife friends, the guys who got a drink, they love the shit out of some fucking raw oysters. They would, I say, what the no. fuck can you do that shit? I go you down to Mexico, that? I live on a beer diet. Oh. <laughs> so, man, but... Uh, wrestling lady, what? Oh, yeah. Tenth, well... I always made a point. I said I'm not going to gripe about TNA because I looked at it for free on online again. But so I'm not going to gripe about it because I didn't pay for it. So I don't feel like I like to bitch about it. Well, but, it wasn't that eventful. I mean, it was a good show. It was solid. It just wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't. Oh my God! It was what it was. It was like a blue collar job. You know, they got the job done at the end of the day. They got their pay. They did what they were supposed to do to get to the next show, and that was it. I mean, you know, actually, you know, I enjoy the impact takings better than I do pay which I can see. I can see where they're coming from, but if I was TNA, what I'd do, I probably won't have, like, three or four, about four pay-per-views a year, once every four months, and I'll have it out the impact zone just to build up. Because basically, the, like you said, the, the pay-per-views are just trying to get you to look at the TV show. And in the, the day, I think they know that, hell. 8% of the people are streaming it online, only 20% of the paying. So, so, so what the fuck? Just make it two for two and keep the storyline going. I mean, I really can't get mad at them because they're really not making no money off of it. So why should they go out there and, you know, bust their ass on it? You know, I mean, that's I, the way I look at it. I wish that I could do a social experiment with Spike TV. I wish that for one year, Spike TV would nix TNA pick up Ring of Honor and give them one year. I'd like to see what Ring of Honor could do on a national stage for one year, as opposed to what TNA's done for fucking 10. I mean, Ring of Honor put it like this. The wrestling is good, but it's like old school. If you're looking for promos, like I say, it's the perfect place for Shelton Benjamin. All the talent in the world, but can't cut a promo to save his dick. So, I mean, I, I like the wrestling is great, but as far as cutting promos, it's it's like terrible, so you really have to be like an old school wrestling fan to. Hey, you looked at it yet? You have to be like an old school wrestling fan where promos really didn't matter if you was a good ring worker. Cause it's, it's kind of like cutting promos and like being, it, it, it's not there. And I'm kind of shocked with our Jim Cornette being in charge of that, but they don't worry about the promos, they just worry about wrestling. Well, you know what? And I'm a wrestling fan at the end of the day. I don't watch Ring of Honor, I don't really get a chance to catch it, but. Mm. I, I just, from what I know, I mean, that that's a company that's been around as long as TNA. 
and they haven't had the mainstream exposure of a TNA. They haven't had big names come walking through their fucking door, and yet they're still around. And well, basically, without well, big names in TNA, they would be nothing. But basically, what they're saying is, I guess they want to keep it like that. I think they don't want to make the, st- the same mistake ECW made when they tried to go mainstream and then you let corporate stuff get into it, then you lose your entire company. So I think they just want to, you know, I think they just they just want to keep it like that. They they just want to stay a small company, you know, because their fans are basically that hard. I mean, like I said, it's great wrestling, but if you used to to the great promos and all that, you. You're not gonna like it. You just have to be just a pure old school wrestling fan to enjoy it. I mean, so I mean, have you heard about the Ravens since they didn't went on St. Clair Day? Since they do like the the syndicated show? I mean, have you heard anything about it? Or are you just I, I haven't heard a word. I, I'm just you know, I'm talking really. I'm, I'm not using any logic here. I'm just you know pointing out that I'd like to know what they could do on a nationally syndicated market on a cable channel like a Spike TV, you know, that supposedly markets to the to the male demographic. I'd like to know if they could put on a better product than what Impact puts on on a weekly basis. Because really, at some point, Spike TV, if they don't, like, I don't know what the ratings are for, for Impact. I don't watch it. I don't care. At some point, though, I wonder when that relationship's going to go sour. I mean, I think right now they're happy because I think Impact is like the highest-rated show on the network. Well, see, the problem that I understand that's going on with, with TNA and Spike TV, and correct me if I'm wrong, Trey, the problem that I've heard that they have is with Dixie Carter. That's why Bischoff is the go-to guy. Because Dixie Carter made a lot of fucking promises to them, especially as it related to Kevin Nash and, and Sting and Booker T., and that all fell through when the whole main event mafia was there. So they don't trust Dixie Carter, from what I understand. And she's the you know owner per se of the company. It's never a good sign. Well, well, like I said last week, I think well, I think they really want to push Dixie Carter out the way and get somebody else in charge. I mean, that's why I mean, they really want to. They would prefer if Eric Bischoff was in charge of the company. But like I said, the callers they they don't want to sell they sell their uh, stock in TNA because they do make a little small profit for them, and they're happy with that. But like we said last week, you have to get people who love the wrestling business and charge the wrestling business who have a passion for it. But, you know, By see, t- go ahead. I was going to say, but as far as Eric Bischoff being in charge of it, I mean, he really is a one-hit wonder. I, I mean, I, yeah. I will argue it on blue in the face with anybody, Trey included. He is a one-hit wonder. The only thing that ever really propelled them to greatness in WCW was the fact that the NWO was the hottest fucking thing ever. And that wasn't even entirely his fucking idea. So, like, he basically has lived off the, oh, yeah, we ran the, we almost bankrupted the WWE. We almost ran them out of business over an idea that wasn't even 100% his. When Eric Bischoff had full control over WCW, what did they do? Every motherfucker on the roster joined the NWO, and then they had two factions of the NWO, and then you brought in Dennis Rodman, and then you brought in fucking Carl Malone, and then you brought in Jay Leno, and then you brought in this guy, and then finally, when Bischoff was trying to get the company back, they decided to put the world title on David Arquette when Vince Russo was there. He's living off the fact that he made the NWO, or he 
had a hand in making the NWO. That's Eric Bischoff's biggest claim to fame. I mean, like, you have to help people. You know, let's say, like, you know, if I kill a lottery, I win a billion dollars, and I could buy TNA. Okay. I don't know nothing about budget and all that, but I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a diehard. Guess what? I know if I go out and I hire Cowboy Bill Watts, I want you to take control of this organization. You, you run it, I know you know about wrestling, and you know about, I mean, you have to, you know, stuff like that, like, uh, you know, Ted Turner, he won the wrestling book on that, but he had a passion for the business. When he bought NWA and changed WCW, he had a passion. And like I said, I don't think the callers, do you think they have, Trey, do you think that they have that passion for the business, that they love it? Yes and no. Yeah, I'm with you on the Bill Watts. Like, I think WCW was probably. Watson, sure. WCW was at its best when Bill Watts was the was the man running that show. Yeah, hands down. I mean, I mean, you know, I know how to go get a Bill Watts out. You know, I just somebody. You know, with, with, with I even make a, I make a pitch to Shane Man. Man, like, yeah, hey, come on, you're not doing shit. With you want to be your own man, don't you? <laughs> with one notable exception to the uh, to the Watts regime, the fact that he tried to push his son Eric to to be a big fucking star in that company. Well, the same thing Eric Bischoff was doing with his son, man, so. <laughs> but, hey, apparently he's getting the rub from Hogan. Hogan says he's like he's like the most gifted guy there. If all the other knuckleheads in TNA can learn from Garrett Bischoff, a fucking kid who's never fucking donned a wrestling tight till recently, I mean, hey, that company would be on solid ground if everybody was like Garrett Bischoff, wouldn't they? But, oh, fellas, do y'all remember this? I, I don't know if y'all remember do you remember when, you know, Bischoff took over and they was like bearing his, do you remember his son was wrestling a match one day and Bischoff came out and did commentary and just like buried the guy talking about, yeah, he was getting the push because his daddy was in charge. He literally like buried him in the match while he was getting squashed. Do you remember that? I think so. Okay, so now what's the difference? You got your son, Garrett, out here wrestling. I mean, how you think the boys in the backfield now? Do you got Hulk Hogan going on the internet talking about, Way to go, Gary Bischoff. Teach these other bombs how to do it. So what they're saying is Styles and Samoa Joe. I mean, come on. It's just, mm. well, that's your boy Hogan. You talk about Styles and Samoa Joe. What's it said to them when they've been put on the back burner behind guys that fucking left the WWE to come to work for TNA? Guys like Anderson, guys like Jeff Hardy, uh, guys like RVD. What does it say to them? when they get the push and those guys got to stand there and fucking watch everything go around them, yet they're the guys who have worked their ass off to make that company profitable. That's that's what it comes down to. But anything else before I let you go, Mike? Uh, I'm not as it. I'm going to go in the back and half on the middle-aged white women here for you. Come with some more sushi. Tell them no more sushi. Tell them, tell, them that, tell them you're allergic to shellfish or something. I don't know. Well, like you said, I'm bringing them fucking college greens next week. With Fuck yeah, man. Bring them some goddamn... Bread. Bring up some goddamn yeah, neck bone. Yeah, eat this bitch. And you can't use a fork. You got to eat it with your fucking hand. Straight old school. Bring that bitch some fucking chitlins and see if she likes that shit. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, chicken with some hog moths in them and coleslaw. Fucking A, man. <laughs> All right, Mike. We'll talk to you later, brother. All right, fellas. All right, take it easy. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Can I plug my uh, pretend show? Absolutely. I mean, because... Apparently, that's what we're doing tonight, is we're letting everybody plug their fucking shit. <laughs> you know, I wanted to call in about, you know, this whole uh, Linda, Linda Hogan thing. I mean, you know, in a way, 
I'm not a big lover of Hulk Hogan. I'll be honest with you. But because no, then you would be Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, but but here's my thing. You know, she got 70% of the dude's money. She got his cars. She got his house. You know, and yet, even though she's gotten everything, she keeps talking shit on the guy. Now, I don't know what went on in their divorce. I don't know what went on in their personal life. But, you know, I, I can kind of see in a way... You know, it's like if I took everything you own, your house, your car, and everything, and, you know, you have nothing left. And then besides that, you see me talking shit on you every chance you get. I mean, look, the woman got enough fucking money to live comfortably for the rest of her life. She doesn't, she never needs to work again. Why don't you just let it go and stop talking shit on the guy, whether he deserves it or not? Just spend the money and shut the fuck up. You've already won. You've already won. Yeah, exactly. but guys, she fucking hasn't said a word since, like, June or whatever she was doing her goddamn media tour. That, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just the whole fucking point. She promoted no, she her book back in, I mean, in She's in been on, like, June. television and shit. She hasn't said a word about them having a, a supposed relationship since, like, June. Uh, well, I don't, get, I don't know if that's completely true either, but, I mean, it doesn't matter when she said it. It's did she say it. Well, on, on a side note, Trey, I want you to uh, calculate how long Maverick was on the phone and send him a bill. Since you're the <laughs> okay. head of since you're the head of the uh, finance department, send that oh, little motherfucker God, a bill. Trouble. Oh God, it's like giving Paul Heyman a checkbook, isn't it? Pretty much. Titty bar, here I come. Actually, you know what? We'll calculate the time and we'll send it to Rick. Rick Rick is good about getting money, so uh, Rick will go get it from him. There you go. That's right. Rick will break his goddamn kneecaps. Rick will break his fingers. I mean, you, you put Trey in charge of that shit. You know, why isn't the stream working? Well, Trey only paid for a 56K modem service this month. He, the rest of it went to a bar tab, so. That's right. <laughs> My bad. Oops. I'll, I'll write him a check. Oh, I thought you said you needed money. Shit, I got your check. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like, you know, see now, Brutus Beefcake suing this close, though. See, see this is the problem with Hogan. It really shows you that it, a lot of it's bullshit. I can see both sides of the coin. On the one hand, you know, she should stop just even mentioning him. You're divorced. It's over. Don't talk shit. That's it. But on the other end, Hogan is showing himself to be stupid because I agree with JJ. It's funny. Hogan files this lawsuit and what, a day later, all of a sudden, Brutus is butthurt. Oh, sorry. But uh, pissed he, he off. He calls about, that Monday, Bronx. What's that? He calls that Monday when his butt hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know. That was too like, easy. I, I almost made a joke, but that was just too easy. Yeah, but I love how people get divorced. And, you know, you're divorced, you hate each other, fine. Leave each other alone. You know, it's just like it happens in, in regular life, too. You know, people get divorced, and all they do is spend the next 10 years fucking with each other. Well, you know. Yeah. You got divorced, you know, stay the fuck away from each other. Don't talk shit on each other. Linda should be like, hey, listen, you know, you want to ask me a question about Hogan? I'm done. It's over. I got my, you know, seven, eight-year-old dick, whatever I got now. You know, I don't, I'm not with Hulk anymore. I don't want to talk about him. That's what she should do. The, you know, she has enough freaking money. I mean, it's not like she needs the money. Well, then again... According to Hogan, they were making what trade two million a year, and she was spending eleven, some shit like that. Pretty bad, yeah. I mean, 
they had fucking bricks from a, a palace in another country brought to build their house. I don't see Hogan as that kind of guy. I mean, I, I have to say that's her. I mean, well, yeah. really? You know. Yeah, but you know, when you look, when she married him, he wasn't raking in the dough. So when you go from being broke to having money, you do stupid shit. You know, you have that higher cost of living. You're comfortable with this new lifestyle. It's the same thing with Ric Flair. You know, right. that motherfucker spent more money than he ever made. The same going with the Hogans. But, you know, again, not my business. I don't care. When Linda comes out and says, yeah, Monday is when, you know, Brutus and Hulk get together. And that's the day that, you know, Brother Brudai feels the butt hurt. And then Tuesday he gets the fucking protein shake. Then, then they have a claim against her that it's defamation. But when she says, well, I think there's a relationship going on there. Again, that's speculation and hearsay. But then you got Eric Bischoff coming out and saying, oh, that skank, that pig, blah, 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 blah. That's defamation. Yeah, but I mean, you know, where does Bischoff even come out? You know, I have friends and it's like if I have a, a guy who's a friend and he says I'm having trouble in my relationship, I, I try to stay out of that shit. I mean, Bischoff is like, what does this have to even do with you? I mean, what? look, within the next five days, here's my prediction. Bubba the Love Sponge is going to come out talking shit on Linda. I'll bet you my any damn thing I own. That's going to be next. I mean, you know, it's not your business. If I was Bischoff, I'd be like, hey, you know, this is between you guys. I don't want to have shit to do with this. But no, he comes out and he's talking shit on Linda. And, you know, like you said, I agree. That's defamation, too. You know, two wrongs don't make a right. Or as Harmony told me this really bad joke the other day where Mr. and Mrs. Wong uh, go to the emergency room because she's pregnant and they're going to deliver the baby. And the doctor pulls out this white child, and Mr. Wong looks at the doctor and says, Two Wongs don't make a white. But I'm bump bump. That was actually more funny than anything you've ever said, Bronx. So fuck off. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Don Fozzie. I don't think I've ever been that bad. Come on. That's. Uh, yeah, long. it's pretty bad, buddy. That's just an example of what your humor comes out sometimes. Well. <laughs> That's your opinion. <coughs> two, two Wongs don't make a white, Brox. <laughs> two Wongs don't make a white. That's almost like a real Men of Genius commercial. Two Wongs don't make it white. Let me ask you guys, <coughs> excuse me, one more thing. It, I mean, the Slammies were really like wrestling light tonight, weren't they? I mean, for a go They were show. a joke. It was a joke. A joke of a show. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you could have had a two-hour show tonight easily. I mean, shit, that whole extra hour, more than that extra hour, was based on the Slammys. I mean, I don't understand the need to mix a gimmick show with a go-home show. You could have had the Slammys next week. You could have had them last week. It's like, you know... They're really not hyping T. I mean, I look forward to TLC just because I know there's always good shit. But I mean, they really did a poor job tonight of even making you think about TLC. I mean, the tables, ladders, and chairs around the ring. You know, yawn. I mean, not a very good go home show. No, and neither was the one before last pay per view. We said the same exact damn thing. Yeah, and I mean, you know, 
another thing, I don't know who's writing for John Cena, but can you give this guy some different ammunition? I mean, I was watching Raw with somebody before, and I'm like, watch, I'll bet you this week's paycheck, Cena's going to talk about how Rock isn't there. And same shit. You know, maybe that's why you're getting booed, because you're fucking boring. Boring. I agree. That whole show tonight was... It was like, I felt like a third grade... I felt like I was watching a third grade level show as an adult. Just sitting there shaking my head going, wow. And my friends know I watch this shit. Well, you know, John Cena, again, and I agree with Bronx, he's horrible with this promo. It's like, oh, I'm going to make the fans boo me. I'm going to bring up The Rock because everybody loves The Rock and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to bring up the fact that he's supposed to be here and blah, 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 blah. It's like, just shut the fuck up, man. Seriously, just shut the fuck up. Please. I mean, there were a few mark-out moments. I mean, I got to say, regardless of what the shit she's been through, I marked out seeing Lita. I marked out seeing Road Dog. You know, I liked the fact that they had some... That's really what saved it, the people that they brought in. And at the end, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. I think if this gimmick that they may be revamping for Kane, maybe as his last, you know, final run in WWE... That shit was pretty damn cool. I mean, I wasn't expecting Kane. I know a couple people, you guys said, and people in chat said they saw that coming. But I really didn't. it, It didn't click with me that Kane might show up tonight. And it was pretty fucking cool the way they did it, man. You know, I like that shit. He looks good. Those masks are badass. As soon as they made that match, I knew. As soon as they made the match at John Cena and Mark Henry, I knew Kane was coming back tonight. Well, you caught it. It just it, it went over my head. I didn't think about it. Maybe because I, you know, I don't know why, but it just didn't. I didn't think about it at all. But it was, you know, pretty cool. I'm just wondering though. It looks like what is Kane? Is he a face or is he a heel? I mean, he attacked John Cena, but <laughs> that crowd was mad anti Cena tonight. So. You know, it makes you wonder, is he just going to run roughshod over heels and baby faces over everyone? Or, or are they establishing him as a heel? I don't know, but if he's a heel, isn't he going to be a bully? And aren't they against bullies? Well, all heels are bullies. Oh, but see, that completely destroys their anti-bullying campaign, doesn't it? JJ, when has the WWE made sense in the last five years? You're smart enough to know that. I'm just saying it's a little hypocritical to have a fucking wrestling company talk about don't be a bully. And then you see a guy get his ass kicked because he's picking on this other guy. Or you have announcers calling Vicky Guerrero a pig. Or you have, have, hold on, or you have Michael Cole running his mouth about JR. Oh, he's a pig and all he does is eat barbecue sauce and fucking blah, 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 blah. But, hey, we're against anti-bullying. I mean, I, it's to the point now where I'd give anything, anything, for five minutes alone with Cole. You know, everybody makes fun. I'm a blind motherfucker. But I, you know what? I can see well enough to whip that ass because I've done it before. I'd give anything now, five minutes alone with that man, just to beat the shit. I am so tired. Look, and I'm not with everyone else. Don't fire Michael Cole. Make him a freaking manager. There's a, there's a lot of young guys who could probably benefit. If you're going to have him talk nonsensical shit, have him talk it, you know, at ringside 
with a, with a stable or something. I mean, I'm just so fucking sick. I, I mean, I'm shocked that tonight, you know, they actually let poor old JR get over. You know, he wasn't really completely humiliated for once. We were in Oklahoma. True that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I, I, I'm mortified at the fact that you want five minutes alone with Michael Cole. I feel like that five minutes is going to be like Marvin Gaye, let's get it on in the fucking background. Oh, no, fuck you. That five minutes will be me. That five minutes will be me beating the living shit out of Michael Cole. I'm really trying, baby. Gotta hold back these feelings. That would would be a better song of the night. (laughs) And you feel. Let's get it. Where I feel, Michael. Come on. Let's oh, get on. Well, Bronx, anything else before we wrap things up, brother? Let's get it on. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to let you guys go. And, uh, you know, looking forward. I'm looking forward to TLC. I think some good stuff's going to come out of it. But, you know, we'll have to see. But um, you guys take care. Have a good night. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> good night. Maverick, Maverick says R. Kelly style. That would be, I didn't really try, baby. Hold back this piss for so long. <laughs> I want to piss you're on here, you. And I'm here, baby. I'm going to piss on you. Ooh. Go give him a that, piss on. That Dave, piss on. that Dave Chappelle shit with R. Kelly was the funniest shit. I pissed myself when I saw that. When he best one, The best one is when they asked him if he would be good for jury duty. And he says, I, I can't say that he peed on a girl. It's all digital effects. You watch. I just peed on you. <laughs> it's all special effects, man. All right, guys. Good night. Good night. All right, let's go ahead and uh, take one more call, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here, guys. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Who is it? It's uh, Walkie. I promise you guys I won't plug anything. <sighs> I'll be back. Well, you know what? Walkie's at least on this network, so if he plugs a show, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I can deal with that. Uh, somehow, I, I just the nerve. You I get just, a call I, in. I, I, I mean, that is the ballsiest shit to call another show, knowing that the sole purpose of your phone call is just to promote your show to their listener base, in the hopes that you'll get one or two of them and double your audience. The thing, the thing I found funny is, is that I was busy doing something and I had to turn into the stream. I hear Elite Force podcast being called, and I say, what? I mean, if I have to do what? What? I missed the memo. I'm like, that was weird. <laughs> uh, I have to say, I mean, you guys have talked about Raw and all that, and the thing I found, and thing that's really funny to me, that kind of makes it bad, I'm kind of taking the show tonight, like, Raw is sci-fi, because the only thing I found to be laughable was the uh, Transformer music in the John Lord Nidus whatever that was, and the yeah. fact that Kane's wearing a metal mask that looks like a predator. Yeah, that, that's about what happened. Yeah. And to me, and to me, it's like, Raw is, Raw is sci-fi with that type of those two things, and the rest of it was like, blah. I'm like laughing my ass, I'm like laughing my ass off at, you know, <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> well, you know, isn't, isn't, yeah. isn't Kane a SmackDown superstar? Kane? Uh... Yeah, yes. it is. But but don't forget, it's the Raw Super Show, so he can be there. That's true, but I'm just saying, he's regularly on SmackDown, so he's got that new sci-fi look. Yeah. 
coincidence, I guess. It's not coincidental. I couldn't care less. I, you know how my opinion it is on SmackDown and Sci-Fi, so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just funny. it was just funny to me just to um, just to see that. And yeah, I agree with Bronx on the for the last call. That is, yeah, it was not that best of a go home show for the pay per view. I wasn't planning to watch it anyway, but I think it's <laughs> I just think it's funny to me the way they they worked that out. I mean, I would rather see I would rather see it be you know a legitimate award show. They used to do that back in the like eighties and and they. 96, 97-ish, around, around there. I mean, we might even go back to that, you know. And, you know, just properly promote the pay-per-views and all that, you know. I mean, that's just, it just kind of seemed weird to me. You know, this year was kind of a weird slab uh, this year. Well, I mean, they've been weird for the last couple of years. This was just the absolute worst one I've seen in, like, forever. In a long yeah. time. But it is the back-to-back. Yeah. Back-to-back horrible go-home shows. I mean, you know, Snooki got A-list superstar against, like, really, if I had my druthers, it would have been Hugh Jackman or the Muppets. Yeah, those were, those were like, obvious winners, and they picked... But, I mean, but, but... I mean, pick fucking Snooki, of all people. And the well, Muppets are going to be on your, your tribute to the troops show. At least you can scratch their back a little bit. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Exactly. The reason The reason Snooki won was so that she could promote fucking Jersey Shore. Everything was done for a reason. Every fucking thing was done for oh, a reason. And because Snooki's been tweeting about it all day. Yeah. Not make, true. Make no mistake about think- it. It was done by design. The whole award show is done by design. They booked the show around the fucking Slammy Awards. Kelly Kelly wins when Beth Phoenix clearly had really the best fucking divalicious moment of everything they showed. But because Kelly Kelly won the, the fucking Divas Championship, that's the greatest moment ever. Yeah, for Kelly Kelly. I thought her camel toe was the best moment ever. Nobody you know, else gave a, a shit. When they did the Divalicious moment, I kind of had a weird feeling they might they might have brought they could have brought that karma, but I guess not. Too early. You know, and, and if they were going to have uh, Snooky win, why didn't they have Zack Ryder present the award? That would have been better. I mean, she well, she, well, she, well, she, gave well, a, she gave him a shout out. You know, Crelly's mad because you know he didn't get the British Broski shout out, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. I kind of like your guys' nickname and my nickname better. I mean, no, no offense, Crowley. It's just, it's fits. But anyway, continue. He earned those nicknames from us. Yes. Anything else, Walkie? Uh, yeah, one more thing. Earlier, earlier when you guys were talking about the TNA, uh, the Iron Man match, which I didn't see, so I can't really comment on that. But uh, you mentioned that uh, you that the, the HDK... Uh, Kurt Angle in the Iron Man match, if I remember correctly, was, was I believe that was their homecoming first show back in USA. And I happened to, I was thinking about that, and I kind of checked it up. It looked like, I'm not I'm not really sure, because the source I checked, that that match went to a draw also. So it's, 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 this ain't really precedent. But that, but was was agree. that was that was to set up the rubber match that they, that they, that they, had to, that they did later on, though. Exactly. It ended up being. It ended up being. You know. So uh, it wasn't the. End. I mean, it was the end of that night, but it wasn't necessarily the end of that feud where this might be. With no TNA, who knows? Well, I guess apparently Jeff Hardy's get the title shot at the next one. That's the plan. So I mean, what happens to AJ Styles who got tied in a fucking Iron Man match and he worked thirty minutes to bust his ass for nothing? Say, see you. Which makes it worse, then, in my opinion. 
unless he unless he put him in with Jeff Hardy making a triple threat. Possibly. Yeah. I think I could work either way. But when you guys mentioned that, I, it kind of made me think about that. I kind of looked it up. But, you know, I, you know, in, in that case, then, yeah, you know, it, it it makes it worse. And, you know, I haven't watched TNA in a while. I, I keep up with I keep up with it, you know, just, you know, the way, you know, my busy life has been lately. But, um, no, it, it, is how, it is how it is. Uh, All right, well, so, we appreciate the phone call, man. Not, not a problem. And the family lecture from the well, podcast, uh, the commercial is brought to you by Trey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll talk to you guys later. And um, I should make note to say the say the plug that um, well, I guess I could do it since I'm on the network. <laughs> uh, there's a possibility there will not be an Elite Force podcast this weekend because Saturday's my birthday. So. I don't know. It might not be a possibility. So, but I'll keep you guys touched on the SNS page and all that. So, all right. I'll talk to you guys later, and uh, you guys have a good one. All right, you do. All right, thanks. All right, this is the final call of the night because I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. So, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? And let me say before you say one word: if you are here to plug a show, any show on I'm another not, network, I'm not. D- you are dead to me. Say it's me, Miss Destiny. I, I don't have a show. I'm just making a point. Yeah, I don't have a show at all. I don't even know how to work a show. So what's on your mind, Miss Destiny? Hey, I just wanted to give you a big surprise. Guess where where my brother and I was on the 5th of uh, December, which was last last Monday. Uh, No clue. Where were you? We were in Section 203, Row A, Seats 9 and 10 of the Monday Night Raw show. Oh, wow. Cool. And I wanted to tell you that when we got home, but I got so tired and so fatigued, I conked out before I got on Skype. So, so I just wanted to tell you to now before I flew up to Connecticut next Tuesday. Oh, wow. I, the food, I got a program over here for 15 bucks. The food was good, even though it was a little expensive. I got to see Kelly Kelly. Ugh. I got to see um, Zach Ryder. He's okay. He's kind of growing on me a little bit. Like a fungus. Ugh. Tell me about it. <laughs> but the one... And and somebody took a screenshot of me and made a 20-second video of me just staring at the camera because I was right on spot A. The camera was like spot B. I turned to my left and I went oh crap the camera's there <laughs> and my brother was sitting right next to me and he's a little pissed off that he didn't get to be on camera wow. on audience camera for a little bit oh well and I was a little hot in the um thing in the arena I thought it was gonna be cold so I wore a silk a silk cotton cashmere red shirt because I wanted to wear the colors of raw, which are red and black. So I wore black black work pants and a red shirt. And we're well, glad you had a good time. And, and I got to front, and also got to friend a member of our nation's army military. His name is Sergeant Dan Torres. If he's listening, hey Dan, what's up? And so you and you actually you actually made it on TV then, right? Yep, I did. I'll have to go back and watch Raw next week, or from last week. Yeah, I, w- 
I'm gonna, you'll see me wearing a red sweater and I got little tiny chubby cheeks. So if you see a girl with red framed glasses, long blonde hair, and a red sweater, I'm, I know, and I'm gonna say this, I do not have a show, okay? I know, I, uh, I was just, I was just funning with you, Miss Destiny. No, no, I, I don't know how to work a show. With my bipolar disorder and my learning disabilities, I don't know how to, okay? But I would like to say to you, on behalf of everybody here in America, we would like to wish you, JJ Sexy, a Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I just hope you don't get any da damn fruitcake. Yeah, I stay away from fruitcake. I, I wish I could avoid the snow yeah. like I do fruitcake. And, and, and May and Trey, try not yes. to spike the eggnog. I can't promise you that. Okay, and I I'll just do my best. And and Trey, be yeah. honest. Does Eve look like a man? Um, because Swax, because I do speak to Swax off, 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 off the show here. Yeah, Swax and I speak on Skype off the show, and he says that Eve looks like a man with an oblong chin. Well, I think you know, if you were if you were any other caller that asked my question, you'd get a very colorful answer. But to you, Miss Destiny, I will say, no, she does not look like a man. She looks like a woman. Yeah, and I also and I have a really odd idea. Swax has an I'm older sure brother who's Swax has an older brother named Mark. He's an Eve Taurus fan. What if Mark marries Eve and Swax marries Kelly? Wouldn't it be a little bit of a sweet revenge mm. for his brother that Eve is now Swax's sister-in-law? That'd be pretty fucked up. You lost me, but I'm sure it's crazy. <laughs> to have Eve as your sis, the woman you hate and call a man as your sister-in-law, isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, that would I've be like sister-in-law that I that I hate. So I guess I can relate. Yeah, that would be like if I had a sister and she married um, John Cena. I want to address somebody in the chat room. Don Bronx, we're just friends. Swax and I are just friends. He's so hung up on Kelly Kelly and and Miss Tesmacher and um, Adriana Lima and Courtney Kardashian. It's not even funny. He can't make up his own goddamn mind on that. Wow, because he could have any of them. Yeah, he can't make up his mind. One minute he wants Adriana, and then the next Brooke, then the next Kelly, then the next Courtney. Make up your damn mind, Swax. Yeah, Swax. <laughs> make up your damn mind. Smorgasbord right there. Well, Miss Destiny, thank you for the call. We appreciate Please it. Please not be not to you, Trey. It means a disease right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> and and guys, can you can you guys wish me and my brother Bob well on our Southwest Airlines flight uh, on next Tuesday? We leave Tampa at one fifty-five in the afternoon, and we arrive in Hartford at four fifty in the afternoon. And brother then Bob. And then on the 27th, we leave at 7 in the morning, and we arrive home to Tampa at 10.40 in the morning well, on now, the 27th. What airline are you guys flying? Southwest. Okay, I was going to say, because, you know, as long as Alec Baldwin isn't on your flight, you'll be okay. Oh, JJ, you're such a witty character. <laughs> Maybe you should run for, um, wait a minute, what's the highest office in Canada? Is that Prime Minister? Well, if I was a Canadian citizen, I could probably do that, but I'm not, so. Well, I, I could run for President of the United States. That would that would fit me better. And you were born here in, in here in America? 
Uh, I'm an American, yes. I was actually I was, I was actually born in the Philippines on an American airbase. But I am a an American all the way. I think the hardest thing we're going to have to do is get all the yeah. fruitcake off the network. Yes. Here, I'm going to do something really special in the chat room. I'm going to Is it okay if I can plug my Facebook page so everybody can see me and see me my the picture of me and I say plug the shit out of it, baby. Go right okay, now. Okay, hold on. Before before I hang up, HTTP line line www.facebook.com. Okay. okay. That's just my Wait. head banging against the, the microphone. It's okay. Now comes L I S A dot N I C H O L E dot I got a I got a lowercase of W's. I got a lowercase of some W's too. There you go. It's in the chat room. Go check out the little pictures of me, and you'll see my uh, me on Ross and the 20-minute video, 20-second video on me, me. So go ahead and uh, check me. Check, check her me out. out. Guys. All right, Miss Destiny. And, thank you and for the call. And my Twitter name is Lisa Miss Destiny. In case you're What's wondering. your? Uh, can we get your driver's license number and your tag number too? I, I don't do that, Trey. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure we got all the information we needed. But if, but Trey, one more thing. If I can recommend you one person from Oklahoma by way of L.A., I recommend uh -huh. Christian Kane from Leverage. He has a country music album called The House Rules. That's the I know exactly. I, I, I've drank with the man before, yes. I know exactly yeah. who he is. He's the guy who's on Angel, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was also with that TNT series. Uh, Leverage. Where they were, uh, Ooh, man, yeah. that's... Man, I, I hate to say it, he, he's the only guy that go, that'll give Matt Stryker a run for his money. Uh-oh, are you a Matt Stryker fan? Matt yes, Stryker and Christian Kane, ooh, I'm already starting to get beat right and hot under the collar. Oh, she's getting hot and wet already on the phone. Look out, ladies and gentlemen. Oof. On that note, we're, we're getting the fuck out shower. of here. All right, well, Miss Destiny, thanks for the call. Good luck on okay. your flight. Yeah. Feliz Navidad, everyone. Good night. All right, uh -huh. we'll talk to you Jesus later. Cracker. All right, that's going to bring the show to a close. There's no emails, or at least none that I saw. So, uh, I don't even know where to begin. That's why we're going to end. It's probably the best. Obviously, no show tomorrow night. I think possibly on Wednesday the power Andy Knowles why? will be back. Why? Because you don't work there anymore and they're fucked without you? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I wish them the best in their future endeavors. Yeah, but I don't have to. Well, there you go. <laughs> So uh, if all goes well, there'll be a Pro Wrestling Rewind with Andy Knowles on Wednesday. I will definitely be back this week for Unplugged. Promise, guys. God. As far as I know, there's no Christmas pageants or anything else in my immediate future. Got a new mixer. Everything's fine. And I got a lot of shit to talk about. And by the way, we got to have a, a funeral for my old mixer. So, you know, got to have the show. <laughs> Don't forget, we're also going to have a live version of uh, Sunday Night Showdown this Sunday night, covering the WWE's Hell in the Cell, or Hell in the Cell, covering Hell in the Cell, or at least what we call TLC, because it might be Hell for us. I don't know. If it's anything like Raw, it will be Hell, without a cell. So yeah, TLC, tables, ladders, and chairs, this Sunday on pay-per-view, right here on the SNS Radio Network with myself, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, Harmony Boom Boom Sexay, and of course, the one and only... Trade up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget all the uh, 
the archived shows that will be on the network this week. Uh, of course, we've got Why. We've got um, the Elite Force podcast with, of course, Walkie and Mindwipe. And did they say there was not a weekend edition or a midweek? I forgot what he said. Uh, Beyond the Bell with Sean Becker and will also be uploaded this week, so check those out, guys. Yeah, I haven't done a walkie imitation in a long, long time. And on that note, I'm really about to fall asleep. I I don't know why I let this show go on as long as I do. Walkie I, says weekend. I have totally got to get get up at, like, fucking five hours now, so. I, I wonder we don't make any goddamn money. We let everybody advertise their shit for free. I know, man. I, it's fucking amazing, you know. I, 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 I cannot believe that fucking happened here tonight. I don't have anything to plug. That's bad. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. I can't even think of anything to advertise. I don't know. On that note, we're getting out of here. I'm gonna kick it over to JSK. He's gonna take us out, and we'll play. Uh, we'll play. We'll play a real version of the touch tonight. You got the touch. Okay. On that, guys, we are getting the fuck out of here. Trey, any final yes, words, sir. man? Nothing. Something. Um. Just. Find me on the Xbox 360 and uh, have a great night, and we'll see you next week. And if you want to download characters for WWE 12, I believe myself and the Trey Dog are on uh, Xbox Live. Uh, I've got a new one that I need to upload, but my old one seemed to have disappeared. I'm all asterisked out. I'm all censored, so maybe I I'll... found out how to change your name. Oh, how do you do it? You need to go into um, Edit Superstar. And then where you could go right tab, left tab, or right bumper, left bumper to go through the um, different, like, upper, like, uh, wardrobe and and moves and shit like that. When you get to the last one, when you right, bump, right bumper all the way to the end, go down to finalize, hit A, and it will take you to the, to the newspaper-looking contract thing, and that's where you change the name. So go to edit superstar, right bumper all the way over to finalize, and boom, you're done. All right, cool. So if you do download me, then you know you can change the name, obviously. So there you go. When you look him up, it's going to be all asterisks because they think he had a dirty word in his name. Even though it was okay to like actually be in the game. Yeah, like the announcer actually says JJ Sexy, but it's wrong. So you know it's it's asterisked out because of fucking Microsoft because they're bitches. Anyway, on that note, we're getting the fuck out of here. JSK, please take us out of here. And I almost wish I had some Calgon right about now, but I don't. So. Agent Chinese secret, huh? Agent Chinese secret. Good night, everybody. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. You got the touch. You got the power! Yeah! After all is said and done You never walk, you never
SNS Radio Network. Wow, Granny Dog. I was thinking more of they all got touched, but you're right. 
feel the same way. Bring away, baby. I hear you. I hear you. Goodbye. I'm going to bed. <laughs>